This week in PlayStation, we're talking about how right and wrong we were for the state of play, DLC for some of 2022's best games, and our Destiny 2 Lightfall impressions. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Yo, what is good? Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Joey, that's Andy, that's Fran, and I'm Janet, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get 38 monthly episodes of exclusive content. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store with games like Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code KINDOFUNNY. And make sure you re-enter it because it only lasts for like two weeks and then you have to keep re-entering it. So keep re-entering really it. Annoying. Code kind of funny. I know. I wish it was easier, but enter it. Code kind of funny. And you can get PS I Love You for free with ads and without the post show on YouTube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe <laughs> thank you i appreciate the reverb there <laughs> i think it's our i think it's our patreon producers tripod plus plus delaney twining and today we're brought to you by hello fresh in the blessing show but let's start with a psn message from you it's not quite as spooky as when greg does it but it's pretty close so uh i wanted to start off with you know we have like a, a really different crew today than we're used to we're doing different content that we're used to so i want to start off with like a nice kind of intro feel to things so i'm pulling from madeline aka mad exposure who asks who so first clear your mind clearing Cle- empty it. Okay. perfect oh. i expect nothing less and deserve <laughs> nothing more when you hear the word playstation who is the first character you think of? Sir Gabriel Logan. Interesting. You know what's <laughs> odd is I, I thought of Parappa the Rapper. Oh, I think Crash and Clank. Mm. But you me, said to clear my mind. Crash so. Oh, Crash. Yeah, probably Crash. I'd, I'd say still Crash, which is kind of odd considering, you know, it's not exclusive anymore, but I'd yeah. go with Crash or I'd go with maybe, uh, maybe Janet's favorite, Jack and Daxter. I do. I do tend to think of yeah. Jack and Dexter, but again, it's oh. such a like. I have such washed responses. Like, what is the? <laughs> where does it come from for you guys? Is it just literally the first thing you think of? Is it? Was it like your first experience? Is it just what you think of when you think of the brand? Like, what makes those connections for y'all? I think of all the IP trying to be the mascot of PlayStation. I think like anytime there's a new console, you it seems like a million different uh, studios and developers try to like get their footing of like. We're going to be the mascot. Yeah, we're going to be the Mario. We're going to be the Sonic of this console. And so that's why we had so many different like mascot platformers around those days. You know what? Blasto. Give me Blasto. (laughs) It's the face of PlayStation. (laughs) Give it a Blasto. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Ratchet and Clank, I feel like, have been at the very forefront of the console generations. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have a bad brain. Yeah. Um, And they're just so cute. So they stick in my brain way more than like a knack. Sorry. Sorry, Yeah, I was you, when you asked me to clear my mind. I really did. I did not expect to say <laughs> Parappa the Rapper, and uh, I, had, I had to look it up. And I was like, it must have been all the initial marketing and like going to like Tokyo game shows or something. Demo discs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wasn't at like the very first TGSs when the PlayStation One came out, but uh, definitely something along those lines. The marketing got me. Brave Fencer Musashi. Yeah, that game back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game rules. You just remind yeah, me I of Onimusha. Too. 
it's part of it is also just like what you end up kind of like what you mentioned, Fran, like associating with the console, even if it's not necessarily like the newest thing or uh, doesn't have like the longevity in the sense of like Crash not being an exclusive. I think too with like Parappa, like that's a game and a franchise that people will still be in the comments or on Twitter like when are y'all gonna do some like forever the rapper content or like bring back forever the rapper or like have you played but like that like sly cooper is another one where it's like i wouldn't say unsung hero because the people that sing it sing it really loudly but it's what i think many people started with and kind of has like that nostalgia and it just kind of sticks um do you guys think currently you know like andy you mentioned they kind of try and maybe fail to come up with the mascots like every generation they, they run through all these different ones but they've never quite had like you know, a Mario, a Master Chief. At this point, PS5, is there a mascot in your mind for the PS5? Like, Joey kind of nailed it with Ratchet in terms of being at the forefront, but is it is it that <laughs> now? I, just mean, because? I, yeah. I, th- I think Astrobot. I, I think Astrobot oh, yeah. being such a popular tie-in to the PS5 and plus just the cuteness of it, um, so I, think, cute. I think it's getting there, especially with the fact that the demo is so built around the history and the lineage of PlayStation and the fact that you are inside of the computer and you're going inside the processor chip and it's kind of like giving you a nice little history lesson in a way. I think Astrobot is getting there. And I think when the next Astrobot games uh, game comes out, whatever that uh, entry is going to be, I think that's when it's going to like really cement itself as this little dude has the PlayStation color scheme too, you know? Yeah. I have a counterpoint, which is, why are mascot mascots like Mario and therefore animated and colorful? Is that what it is? Meaning, why isn't it um, Kratos um, or the Bloodborne Hunter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes, no, no. But like, Drake. am I reading it yeah. wrong, or is it because we're you know conditioned that a mascot is this playful, market friendly, like Parappa even? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think the idea that you could walk around a store and see a little cardboard standout. A thing with like buy the PlayStation Five and there's a little cute picture of Astro in the front, but you also but might have Kratos yeah. and the more memorable you know Ellie there now, sure. especially with the HBO show Ellie probably taking uh, all the you know yeah. coverage on that whatever stand would be. But it's interesting if you were to like do that as a contest, right? Like AstroBot couldn't hold a candle. No, to either. You know I mean, same with Bloodborne. Well, then so you why would we say Spider Man? Which is like a whole other That's realm just a of Sony rec- mascot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, recognizability. Thank you. Yeah. I think there is something to the cuteness factor. I, I kind of picture it in my mind on if you were at like a store <laughs> or a show floor, are you excited to take a picture with this person? And why mm. would take a picture with like a co- like a cosplayer who's cosplaying as Kratos just because, you know, I'm a nerd, but <laughs> it wouldn't be as like exciting and I wouldn't feel like Oh my God, Kratos! I love you the way you would with maybe it's like the they're too human, maybe in a sense where it's like, all right, well this is clearly yeah. just someone dresses the character, kind of like the um, and I know people like you know seeing the Disney like characters like the princesses and princes and whoever they have, but you still know they're you know they're people just dressed as it's more of a cosplay than like Versus a costume. And I think we look at yeah, and when you look at sports, it's like similar stuff. Like the you know the mascots are fuzzy tall like creatures they kind of get like dehumanized and that like you know it's a guy in a costume but you know you feel like no this is clark the cub this is astrobot this is like my friend mario rather than i think just like a regular character i think master chief is an exception in that sense that like chat's mentioning like oh well like that's kind of their mascot yeah i guess but it's he, all, again you, you don't helmet. see him yeah yeah you don't see it's like, like he, you could be a robot if i didn't know faceless. any better maybe it's got to be yes. someone like wearing a mask or just like doesn't have like a more humanoid face you know Exactly. Yeah. I think you're right that family friendly and 
When you said it that way about sports, I was like, you know, the tradition is longer than video games, actually, I guess. I didn't think of it that way, but I think that is a very good point. Yeah, it is so a mascot. We'll, yeah, we'll see if um, if Astro gets more, I think, of a push to kind of have that. Sackboy kind of has that, too. We, You know, this comes up a lot yeah. with, like, you know, whether it's favorites or who you're trick-or-treating with or who you mm-hmm. can dress as. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, the cuteness factor Cute and good games is, I think, what we're looking for, the, the magic combo. But Yeah, when, when, uh, uh, j- just as a quick little uh, thing to point out here, when I was making the backgrounds for the Nintendo Direct, and then I made the background for the PlayStation State of Play, and when we did the, the Nintendo Direct one, there's obviously a shitload of characters to Google their names, Google PNG, and try to put together some sort of collage of all these different characters this and tim said <laughs> tim said we should do that uh for sony and for xbox and uh th- that's xbox why must have been challenging yeah that's why on the uh yeah here's here's the one that i made for the playstation state of play and then um when, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that friend because when <laughs> w- when they had an xcast episode called um like ranking the best like the characters we love on xbox i purposely made the thumbnail um, an Xbox avatar that you make oh, yeah. uh, as your character, <laughs> like and then me. I put the yeah. Forza car <laughs> and oh Blinks, God. the Time Sweeper. <laughs> yeah, they, it's, it's a little bit tougher over there trying to get more memorable characters. But now, I mean, you have the Bethesda. You could just get the Skyrim dude, Fuzro dying all over the place. Yeah, know? but they, you know, it also I think has to prove to be exclusive because I was going to bring up Crash. I think it's hard to erase Crash as a PlayStation yeah. mascot, but it's no longer exclusive, and so you can't exactly. do that. But if you think about Xbox in that vein, it has a lot of mascots on it, but not its own. Fallout Boy? Is that what his name is? Uh, yeah, but Fallout isn't exclusive yet, is my point. Yeah. Right? Will it be? I don't think we know yet, but probably. It, it will they be. paid a lot of money. It will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll take a while for that association to burn more deeply. But at the same time, I think Fallout was kind of, at least to me, felt like a fairly neutral franchise in terms of yeah. what console I associated with. I think I was playing on Xbox for a bit, but I've... Played on both, and I know play people that have split depending on you know their general preference. So yeah. uh, we will see. Let's move on to topic of the show. I love how I saw Barrett run back into the room to hit the top. I saw him panic and run in. Close call. I actually wait. I wait for the least opportune moment. I just sense it. I can't see Barrett, but I'm like something tells me he has like a croissant in his mouth. <laughs> he was walking out, um, like talking to Kevin, and I heard. But let's get to- top of the show, and I just see like a shadowy figure <laughs> sprint back into the control room. Yeah, if you look into the mirror at night and say "topic of the show" three times, Barrett actually appears in the reflection. Quite eerie, but we're getting into Destiny Two Lightfall now. I want to kick it off super basic, back of the box style. Imagine someone who doesn't know shit about Destiny. You don't have to imagine it because that is me. So this, this is me <laughs> doing it's you. that back of the box thing. Well, I'm with I'm with y'all's expertise. Like this is what's gonna carry this deep dive into Destiny 2 Lightfall. But I want to kind of set the scene for people. Uh, Destiny 2, sci-fi action, MMO, first person shooter, developed by Bungie, initially released in September 6, 2017. Uh, continues to get support. Lightfall is actually the seventh expansion to hit Destiny 2, with previous ones being like The Curse of Osiris in 2017, Warmind in 2018, Forsaken in 2018 as well, Shadowkeep 2019, Beyond Light 2020, and Witch Queen in 2022. So in general, I think it's fairly safe to say that these expansions drop usually every year, in some cases twice. I know there was that gap between Beyond Light and Witch Queen. And the seasons, I believe, happen quarterly 
correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Destiny 2 is currently free to play. It has been since 2019. The Lightfall expansion is $50, I believe, as a standalone, or $100 if you want to do Lightfall plus the annual pass or, like, entry point options. Uh, as far as what is Lightfall, it is a five to seven hour campaign, depending on how long it takes you, consisting of eight story missions with additional side content that can take you anywhere from 10 to 20 hours, depending on what you're getting into, difficulty, all Hundreds, that stuff. If you really want to just get <laughs> in there. You could just live in there. That's that's the thing. Like, 10, 10 to 20, but I'm curious to see how long y'all plan to spend in Lightfall and whether that's your new uh, digital home and uh, you know, PlayStation, wherever you're playing at. Uh, from the official game page. They describe Lightfall as an ambitious new expansion that represents the penultimate, aka second to last, chapter in Destiny's epic light and dark saga. In this all-new campaign, you'll take on might of Callus. Yep, yep, yep. Nailed, nailed it. it. Yes. Nailed it. And the Shadow Legion as you aim <laughs> to free the neon metropolis of Neo Muna. Muna, Muna, yeah, pretty good. Okay, pretty so close. there you go. We're we're getting there from their evil Person. clutches, uh, and then they end with why is Lightfall different? Uh, according to the official game page, they claim that this is Destiny Two at its most approachable, boasting a variety of thoughtful additions that complement new quality of life features. Players returning to the tower will receive a warm welcome, no matter how long it has been since they last played the game. Um, before we dig into it, okay. Any other quick things that? We should touch on before like jumping into impressions experiences histories all that stuff i would only bring up that it's funny i started counting the years since 2017 i was like wait that doesn't make sense i was like oh you're talking about destiny 2 it makes perfect sense yeah because it is yeah. Destiny. but as a note destiny first came out in 2014 we have now gone through nine years of destiny so when you look back it's on wild. that the rumors that destiny would ever make it 10 years we're almost there now that's so crazy right Dang. i can't believe it like i still remember Working at Best Buy, I was in art school, and like all I wanted to do was work for Bungie. And I was reading notes about how the development team was going to be broken up into like the teams that work on the planets. Like there's a uh, there's a team dedicated to working on the moon. Yeah, there's a team dedicated to working on Mars. I don't even remember that. And like I remember just I was so obsessed with this concept of it, and it's like yeah, this is this is Bungie, obviously the Halo, and uh, that's in their lineage, and them saying this is going to be their Star Wars, and they have a 10-year plan. I was like, this is the craziest ambitious shit ever. Yeah. And they came out with like marketing materials that I stole from Best Buy. <laughs> took that shit home, put it up on my wall. Like <laughs> I was so into it. Janet, let me just give you the way I used to play Destiny back in the day. Destiny 1 comes out. I had gotten my first job in game development. I elected to go to work from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And as soon as I would get home... Early for you. <laughs> as soon as I would get home... well. Just you wait, Joe. As soon as I would get home at chicken. 4 p.m., I would go to sleep. Yeah, take a nap. And I would wake up. No, 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 not a nap. I would wake up at midnight or 1 in the morning <laughs> to play with my friends from midnight or 1 in the morning until I had to go to work at 7 again. Oh, and I did, I did that for so long. Whoa. I was so addicted to Destiny, dude. It was, like This is like back when you were I harvesting. I never knew this. The origin this of is when you were harvesting schedule? spin metals and all yes, that shit. Yeah. Like, this was I never a rough this. time. Yeah, I was super into D1 back in the day. That's fascinating. Uh, Brandon, have you That's been like, playing the whole time? Yeah, I've been playing since the beta uh, alpha, actually, which was in June, yeah. I think, of, of 2014. And wow. Yeah, I was very busy at the time, and I never expected to get sucked into it. But between the E3 demo, which is not quite what it came to be, and like playing the alpha, though, I was like, there's something here. You know, and you, yeah, you just got addicted. You got sucked into, you know, really what happened was we had sort of Diablo setting the stage for loot and 
at, you know, RPG stuff, and then Borderlands just crushed it from, you know, that co-op, and then you bring Bungie into the picture, and you're like, wow, it's all online, and there's weekly stuff to do, and it has completely changed the landscape of gaming. Nine years later, when you look at it, people are chasing still, how do we do it? The thing I always bring up, I'm like, well... How do we get a piece of that pie? Yeah. Maybe you could do it if you don't release it, and six months later say, nah, we can't do it. Like, because Bungie did that, um, in other words, they ran into the wall, like it was getting bad feedback, but it had engagement and they had to buckle down and completely redesign. And that's what they did. Or, or they would have just given up and moved on like yeah. everybody else did. So, I don't know. Did I answer the question? <laughs> I know. That's yeah, absolutely very different than me because I only started playing like six months ago. Oh, wow. Where it was just like, nice. that used to be the game that like <clears throat> all of my friends like college and post, or I guess post-college would play be like do you want to play i'm like no i don't really play shooters and i really only started playing shooters probably like the last like four or five years um but when the lightfall trailer came out i was like oh that looks dope i feel like every time there's an expansion trailer for whether it's witch queen or whatever going back there's always the conversation of like oh collectively in the game is gaming this the one <laughs> one like is it time to get into destiny and i saw it happen that with lightfall this year too Lucy and Tam, like everybody's like, oh, is this the time that I get back in? That's the most interesting question. You hear it a lot. Should I get into Destiny or should I come back to Destiny? Um, also, I forgot to mention, if people didn't know, I did Fireteam Chat, which was a very you know well-known Destiny podcast at IGN for a long time. So yeah, i am been, been in this community for a very long time. So some been all over the place, bias right? there with the community. But I mean, I also would say I'm pretty um, objective and hard on Destiny too. So yeah, um, despite all that. But I've had, like, a great time driving in, like, the last six months. Like, did not think it's the most overwhelming game I've ever jumped into. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that Lightfall makes it that much easier. I think it does and it doesn't. Um, but I feel like it's been a long time since I've loved a game that I am also equally as frustrated by. <laughs> and, Jenny, you have zero experience with any of it, right? Yeah, no, I haven't played Destiny at all. Um, I, I think, much like Joey, I have kind of a similar background in terms of from a mechanical standpoint, I don't play a lot of shooters, especially not more traditional shooters, right? I think one of my first like shooters I got really into was Splatoon, where you're just throwing paint. So I was like, that was kind of different. You, you have a bucket in that game. I don't know if it's like exactly that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think much like Joey and everybody else that's kind of asking, like, do I get into it? Is this the time? You know, it comes down to, do you want to make the commitment? And, you know, do you have like a squad that you want to roll with? Do you want to take the time to learn? So I'm curious, um, especially from you, Joey, what was that? What was entering it like, and what's your current like cadence with Destiny Two? And, and do you feel like you're now you're in it to win it? You're here for the next whatever how many years they're going to keep running this? Yeah, I I'm definitely in it. I think it really it helps that I have a like core group of friends uh, that have all played Destiny at some point to varying degrees of like commitment levels. Um, so it was really easy to jump in and ask them for help whether it be like my core group of like immediate friends or like other friends I have across the gaming industry. Um, I feel like, and maybe this is just my experience, but people that are really into destiny want other people to be into destiny. Yeah, so in yeah. my experience have been very welcoming and like want to help onboard people because they know that it's really confusing and hard to get into. Um, so I'm very, it reminds me of the souls community. Oh, it reminds really? me of like the hardcoreness of like, there's people that are that I don't want to say no life these games because that sounds like a pretty like pretty uh, insulting (laughs) thing but like there are people that like main these games and because they love them because they are that engaging and i uh 
anytime that I have tried to like stream a Souls game, you see a lot of new people that I never see that are like, hey man, where are you at? Like, hey, here's some tips, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like it's the same thing with Destiny, where people love this game so much. They love this world. They love the community. And just like Joey's mentioning, they just want to help. Like, they know it's a tough experience. Yeah. Don't get discouraged. We know that it's going to require a lot of menus and a lot of numbers and math. And it's okay. We're here for you, you know? I like the mention yeah. of math. <laughs> like, way to scare them off. Hey, you haven't learned. Yeah, they're, they're recruiting you, and they did a pretty good job, but never mention math if you're trying to get anybody to play Destiny. Well, True on that though. note, I'm it's curious true. to know, what do you guys feel is the most challenging thing to wrap your head around Destiny? Like, maybe maybe it is the math. I don't know. Also, how hardcore, how hardcore is the, the math? test. Two, um, what do you think is so compelling about this, um, you know, in comparison to, like, there's so many games in the space that you can sink your entire life to. What makes this stand out and what keeps you all coming back to it? So I hadn't hopped into Destiny for a while. I, I was definitely much like a lot of the rest of the people among our peers that, have always thought about getting back in, but never quite dove in. You know, it's like it's always something that I've always flirted with. When Destiny Two when came did out, you stop playing. I guess I played Destiny Two a lot when it first launched, and then I've always been the type that like I'll do the raid and then I'll drop off, and I'm not gonna continue playing it. Once I'm kind of done with the major content, I will likely just dip out and come back whenever a big next major drop happens. Remember when I was supposed to raid with you, Andy? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who I raided with. I think I raided with Greg, maybe? I just remember... I you think Alex of... Van... Er, Alex O'Neill yeah, was with part of the right. crew. I feel like we were talking about that. Maybe, yeah. I, I just I'll... remember you were out of town and then I did the raid without you and then it, it, it turned into a, a fun argument that may or may not have led to a slap. Oh, that's was... right. Yeah, that's right. You did slap <laughs> me. Yeah, you did slap me. Um... Yeah, and so I, I hopped back in with Forsaken. I played a bit of Forsaken. And then I dropped off again pretty majorly. Like, just not even uninstalled the game. Just never really going back to it. But it was with Witch Queen that I, I think the Lightfall stuff started debuting. And I was like, damn, I think I really want to get back in and actually commit. And not do the dance where every time I think I might, will I, won't I. And with Witch Queen, I hopped back in and I finished that campaign. And... Started to kind of get back into the groove of things, but still extremely confused by a lot of stuff. And I think the biggest, the, the, the most hurtful thing I can do to my experience is to try to stream these games. Because mm. I am, it's sensory overload. I'm getting like Twitch chat telling me stuff. I'm getting people in my ear, like my friends, and Twitch chat is saying other stuff. And like, there's always like a million things happening. So I think like the best decision I made last night was to play a lot of Lightfall off stream just with friends, to try to get my sea legs, if you will, and just kind of wrap your head around what the world wants from you and what, <laughs> the, what the game is asking of you and how the menus kind of work. And once you kind of get that flow of stuff, I do think that this expansion, for people that are wondering, is now the, a good time to hop in. I think this game has improved a, a number of things when it comes to like ease of use and understanding what your gear does and how to keep certain gear. And I tried to do it the other day on stream and I was just very overwhelmed with it. It's a lot easier once you just kind of have a moment to yourself and just kind of understand what the menus want from you. It's it's like any open world game. It may be overwhelming at first, but then you understand kind of what the instructions are and what the recipes for success would be in this game. Yeah, I think a lot of the simplification things that we're seeing in Lightfall, I don't know that you necessarily get the benefit of those in the campaign. 
Also, I would say I finished the campaign on regular and I'm almost done on legendary. You guys are like two thirds of the way done on legendary. Is that yeah. yeah. And I'm doing soul doing? legend. Are you, you do? No, team? I'm playing. I'm playing with. Uh, I'm very under level. Very hard uh, team wise. I hear. Yeah. I, I'm uh, playing with uh, our friends, Chris Anka and Kevin Ace oh, X. And I am pretty under leveled at the moment. Um, what, when it comes to like what, uh, what your overall light level is. I am. That's I'm pretty down there, and I. <laughs> the stats are showing it. When we do a full team wipe and we all die, and like <laughs> I like to consider myself pretty decent at first person You're a good shooters. Yeah. You are. You are. But I'm seeing that like, oh my god, I have half the kills of everybody. I'm just yeah. not pulling my way right now. Let me go grind a little bit, try to get my level up a little bit more. But man, once you start to get into that groove, I don't know what's happening with the story, Janet. I won't <laughs> pretend. I won't pretend to know. I know that there's a lot of hardcore Destiny fans out there that are kind of dissatisfied with where destiny might be heading story-wise to me i just like have fun doing the shooty shoot stuff and i think destiny has possibly the best art team in the world it like they're so good it, it, their their sense of art direction and design and colors and everything is just so phenomenal and the fact that this is still a 2017 game looking i think the best of any multiplayer shooter. Oh yeah. Um it's it's really really astounding and really cool to see. Yeah, that that's what makes it stand out. I was reflecting on some of the earlier parts of like should I get into Destiny and why people are like attracted to it and like why do you keep coming back? And definitely at the core of it there's always this bungee magic, yeah, that I've talked about. And it's it's been there from Halo and even as the teams have changed like their core philosophy and their higher The practices, DNA is there. Yeah, his has held up because when you hop in like you want to talk audio design, you want to talk art design, the engine work that they've even done to improve all this. Like it was built maybe in 2017, but man, it's improved a ton, mm -hmm. the rendering engine, all of it. But the point is when you look at it and play it, you're like, whoo, this is slick, high polish. But if you do just hop in though, and you don't know Destiny, it is very hard to comprehend a lot of what's going on. And therein lies the problem. And when I looked at all the Lightfall marketing and you read the back of the box, Janet, which, by the way, that was definitely written by the marketing team, of course. As oh, in, yeah. It started off kind of you know, like, yeah, that's kind of honest. And I was like, nah, it is not the, the best you've ever gotten from us until yeah. the next thing you get from us, which right. will yeah. be better which, than this thing. Yeah. This is the best iPhone, fastest iPhone ever. Yeah. Like, well, I hope so. They were saying it's like easier to hop into it than ever. And I'm like, look, these are marginal, small improvements. Mm -hmm. And I could start trying to rattle off what they did, but it's still confusing. They tried to redesign the UI. They do try to allow you just to hop into the campaign, but I got to tell you, and I don't know if any of us even will know the answer, can you actually just hop straight into Lightfall? Because before you had to complete that freaking Cosmodrome tutorial for like hours, and they taught you the basics. So I don't know. I don't know. think I did that when I hopped into Witch Queen. That doesn't sound familiar. So maybe they, they well, you could always play the first mission, I believe, without doing anything. I but haven't it, really spent any time even to this day with okay, Cosmodrome. I, I hope that's what it is, the point. But this is leading, right? It's like, okay, well, good. They let you hop into Lightfall now. Let's hope that that's how it is. I don't know if Chris Anka says. See, Chris Anka says you got to do the tutorial onboarding, which, by the way, is nuts if that's true. So I wish that I, I fact-checked this before. So I apologize. I do remember Nick having to do that, yeah. It's not 
even when, when Chris says tutorial onboarding, I wonder if it's the same. I mean, they basically, you would go to the Cosmodrome. They teach you this. I you think gotta, it is. They make you do a strike. And like, mm -hmm. frankly, a lot of that is needed. You it fight that one big, tall, so fallen guy. So boring. Yeah. It's old stuff. It doesn't look good. And anyway, therein lies the problem. When people see the marketing materials, I'm like, yo, this is like Marvel meets Star Wars. The art's beautiful. That's what they're going for. It's got this really cool vibe. And then... If you try to hop in and think about think about that like a uh, Spider-Man, a Halo, a God of War, like it does not start to play like that. I mean, it tries to. It opens with this. You guys, you know, I'd be curious what you think of this comment. You know, it's like it opens very bombastic. The cutscene's like intense. Zavala's like, Guardians, blah, blah, blah. You know, the ships are coming, and it's really exciting. And you hop in, and actually the first mission's kind of smooth. But imagine you don't know, like, what guns the slot where, what's happening with stuff dropping. You don't even know you can hop on a Sparrow. And by oh, the yeah. way, this game, all of a sudden, I noticed, it's like, even I was like, I was walking, I was like, wait, I can get on my Sparrow, and like, it just, it doesn't have the language of a normal campaign, because it's built around nine years mm -hmm. of previous destinies, and that is my problem with the campaign, is I wanted it to get closer to, like, let's just take Halo Infinite, even, like, the opening missions of that, never mind the mixing in the open world, were, like, pretty cool and bombastic, but it's pretty straightforward. You got two guns, you pick up either one, you shoot things, things happen. Shoot the exploded thing. Yeah. 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 But they have so much of the DNA of like so subclasses and, and all that's cool, but like it's just not designed because for me, I'm like, well, you don't need to teach me that again. So how do they create a campaign that, you know, eases you in in a way that it's truly this bombastic, you know, experience without it being confusing and you need this help? I think it would be really awesome if, uh, for all of us who have opened OBS before, and Streaming mess with program. settings you have your you you have the simple tab and the simple tab gives you two options that you can click on and type in a number or whatever and then you hit advanced yeah and advanced yes. opens up a lot of a more a bevy of options right and I, I i do wish that there was almost like an accessibility option yeah in terms of like how some i, I believe it was dead space that kind of turned off some jump scares and stuff like that mm. or in terms of, uh, really, there's a lot of accessibility in games where you can make enemies damage lower or whatever. I wish there was an accessibility thing here of, like, keep things really, really diet for me right now. Yeah, like... like don't like don't even let me see all the multiple currencies yet until I'm like ready. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny. Yeah. And it's it's just so far from that and we'll talk about it more I'm sure but they introduced this new power strand and so to bring it full circle of what I was saying I was like, "Oh, this is a great opportunity to call it Metroid Prime, it, Zelda, it, whatever, but it's like I'm getting a piece of this skill and I learned it and then you know, I get the next one, I've got a little skill tree that I build and like that works really nicely. But that is not That's how nice. Destiny can even operate. <laughs> so without getting crazy in the detail, like you have subclasses and they're either all on or all off. It's not like you have a skill tree with powers. It's different. And so in other words, and I'm still, I, I haven't got my strand yet. I'm not finished with the story. Um, but they let you use it all or nothing at times. And it's very confusing and weird feeling. And to me, it's like this huge missed opportunity of like, you know, one of the things we know from the trailers and not spoilers, you can grapple, right? And swing through this beautiful city. You would imagine within the first like 90 minutes to two hours that you would get a grapple as an example. And you're like, woohoo. And that would be just cool. But you're so not gonna, that's, I'm 10 hours in. Now I'm on legend, but Joey, you know, how long did it take you before you had your strand powers without spoiling the exact? I mean, you have to like finish right. the so campaign. 
Um, Which is crazy. Like, yeah. that's so disappointing. Yeah, it, I've played this game in so many different chunks of, like, I started it with you and Mike on yeah. stream. So we were playing all of us on, like, Classic or whatever they're calling it. Uh, then I played a third of it by myself on Classic. Then I started a legendary run with my girls. So we got two thirds of the way through. But then I played the middle third with Alex and Jacob. Mm -hmm. That's cool, and then though. I finished the last third on Classic with Alex last night. So, like, I've played, like... Probably like fifteen to eighteen hours of Destiny, but like I haven't, I haven't finished everything yet, just because I've played it in weird pieces. But yeah, um, I only got Strand last night when I finished right. the classic campaign. And, and I think one of the more disappointing things about it, Janet, is that this new Strand ability again is a, it's a subclass that you will have in the future. So you have um, Void Power, which is like it, they're all just kind of just based on colors, right? Like yeah. Void is like yeah, this purple, purple sort of spell looking thing. I'm a warlock class. If I'm going void warlock, I shoot like a big purple blast of energy. It's super sick looking. Or you could go with the electricity <laughs> one called uh, Arc. Arc, which like I, I, I become a Sith Lord zapping that all people. All, you're literally Palpatine people. So you, you're, you're essentially kind of like changing what you want in the, like I'm a warlock, but I could be an Arc warlock or blah, 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 blah. Not necessarily that you have to pick and choose, but this new strand ability is get is introduced and... These videos look really, really awesome that Bungie is releasing because this grapple technique looks so freaking fun. And if anybody has seen footage of Apex Legends or has played Apex Legends, mm -hmm. if you've played Pathfinder, that's how it works. Yeah, you grapple good, on something and you can like di like direction yourself in another way and just swing like crazy. And it's so awesome to do. Um, and the most disappointing thing is that I, w I agree with Fran. I wish it was kind of like drip fed to you of you getting these strand powers because... This new area you're in is there's a lot of verticality I'm made for it, and there are a lot of these grapple spots yeah, because, like the grapple ability, there's a cooldown, right? So you can't just be grappling all the time. But around this city, there are these green orbs that you can grapple to, and your cooldown is like automatic. And there's so many times that I'm like, all right, let's go do this next mission. Look at all these green orbs. I sure would love to be grappling around yeah. the city, but I can't. Because they're not giving me this power yet, so let me just get on my little uh, fucking speeder and. What do you think is the logic there? Is it just know. to incentivize you finishing the campaign? Is it like? I truly don't know. It's, just... <laughs> it's weird, yeah, right? Yeah. There's like a like. Is I would also say is that like akin to what you've seen in other expansions? Is it typical to like kind of have a carrot on the stick to some degree in terms of a mechanic that? Once you run through it, then you have it from there on out. And that's like you're not used to getting those kind of abilities. Right? Yeah, it's did more that. standard. Yeah, that's how they did it in Beyond Light, roughly. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. That's a great I, question. I, I don't remember I, how Beyond Light rolled it out. It probably was very similar. Yeah. I, I think the more disappointing part with it, though, is like this is the only subclass power with a traversal ability where like it replaces your grenades, essentially. Every other class, if I'm void, I throw like a void type grenade thing, and there's all of these different uh, versions mm -hmm. of the grenade you can have. If I'm arc class, I can throw a little sort of electricity grenade, whatever the hell you have happens. Like six grenades to choose from, actually. Yeah. And so you don't have that grenade here with this strand class. It's your grapple, and it's by far the most different of all of them, right? Like yeah. every version has its own grenade, every version has its own ultimate, but the strand class. The grenade is gone, and it's a grapple, which you right. can grapple to enemies and go to them and, like, melee them or whatever you want. And uh, so this one is definitely the most different of all the classes, but let's get to it a little bit sooner so I can enjoy these powers yeah, while it, I'm going to this campaign, you know? Yeah, I was going to bring up 
two things. One, again, as a reminder, you can't do what we're talking about because it's, you, in other words, you have on like your void class, right? Which you have all your powers, which you need. You need your grenade, your melee, um, and your class ability, like a dodge or whatever. And in other words, if you were to, well, here, what they would have to do is design the campaign in a way where you had no power. So now you have to explain to people like me, you can't use your build through the whole thing because we're going to build it around strands. So you have nothing, which that's kind of what I was getting at when I mentioned Metroid Prime and that. I was, I, I guess in my mind, it might make some sense. On paper, it doesn't. In other words, it would have to they, be like a brand new game. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's where I think when people see the marketing materials, they're like, oh, actually, like, is it time to hop in? And that's why I'm just reminding, I'm like, it is not like it appears. And the second thing I was going to ask is, has anybody played Diablo, you know, recently of like, how do they roll out the, the campaign story stuff? Because it's probably very similar, right? I haven't played or Diablo. do you do you select a new class and build it from the ground up? Maybe you do, and that's it's skill tree, though, isn't it? Yeah, actually, you you might. Now that I say it out loud, I think you do. Like you get a class and you build it from the ground up, and that's Destiny's problem. They're already built, and so when you do a new campaign, yeah. it's like um, it's just a little odd. So it, it feels weird. So Sancho West is in. I wish. I I guess what happens is I wish. So um, you guys have played enough. When you do get strand in the campaign, you like go up to those like green. Trans, yeah, uh, and you like, and you don't meditate with it. I forget what it it's says. Called. Look within. Yeah, <laughs> I wish they had those I points look within. in Neo Muna so that you could get it for like a. Oh, just it would, use it's it just briefly. Like a time yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yes, so you could grapple around or whatever. But you have it for thirty seconds, forty five seconds. Yeah, it. I mean, and it I think, replaces your class ability. At least it sounds like you know we're all very different types of players, and like it sounds like everybody agrees. At least of that is you see this strand in the marketing, and you're excited about it. But the way that it's done, it's not really part of the campaign. I mean, it is, mm -hmm. but it just feels like cheapened by the way that they do it. Basically, you temporarily get it, and then it's gone. Just because what they're trying to do is get you a little experience, take it away, and want you to keep playing yeah. to eventually get. They it. don't want to force you to have yeah. to do all of these encounters with this right ability that you don't really know, and but you it's, don't have flesh. But it's not a skill tree and you're not unlocking stuff yet and um what's interesting about the way destiny works is it's so after you beat it remember it's you don't only have like strand right swing throw your melee you have thing to you have multiple aspects that you buy that's part of the build then you can choose from i assume different types of melee and nade stuff i haven't seen and then you've got these things called fragments and now you're getting into the mmo builds and this is where it starts to yeah. get really scary yes yeah. yeah. and they, confusing <laughs> for even somebody like me math. With it, math, even yeah. even again, like someone like me who has experience. What with, is this math I keep hearing about? Like, I'm no, so I'm, concerned. That's mostly just me joking Looking around. At your but stats, but, I, but is it just big armor. number versus small number, it's, it's, or yeah. is it like how big number affects other stats. numbers? Okay. Yes, min maxing Most everything uh, as much as possible. Um, there are a lot of but there's I, material I, currency that's a nightmare. So many is there any still. aspect of like automation weaved in? Like, I know some games do the sort of. There ideal are, gear yeah. built like is, is there like a button you i can to click to just you're asking the thing. right question with that I, I would pop you know i would talk about this for a long time but they have no gear management in the game and so yeah like all of this building is done outside i was showing them a few obscure websites that, that <laughs> uh, millions of players use so when i say obscure but like most people wouldn't right. know go to d2 armor picker or destiny yeah. recipes well, it's, an, it's ancillary stuff that does yeah. support the experience yeah. but isn't like weaved in like if you just oh I'm popping up the game and I'm playing with people like it's not innate to it but it's right. kind of supplementary it's like, stuff. It's like playing WoW back in the day um, around like 
you know, uh, Burning Crusades or just Vanilla WoW days where all of the third-party add-ons were mods that you were adding on. And then finally, uh, Blizzard started incorporating these third-party add-ons into their own UI. It's similar to that where, like, I would love if Destiny kind of introduced, like, hey, here's this part of the menu. Here's another fucking menu, by the way. But here's another menu where you can... Uh, Click this button and say, what's my best loadout right this second with all the gear that I have? What's the best combination of stuff that I could put together? Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because there's tools online that kind of do some of that. You got to remember with weapons, there's a lot of preferential, circumstantial. Am I playing PvP? Am I playing PvE? Well, what type of PvP, PvE is it? Because, you know, the best build, because it's an MMO, it may not be good for that boss and so on. That being said, the fact that there's zero guidance, no tools, the vault has been unchanged since 2017, Janet. Um, so it's crazy to me that, like, let's just use this example that I think everybody can resonate with, is if it's so important in the game to have all this loot and stuff, why is in the vault, the sorting options are like default, newest, and like something else. All of it is useless. Nobody would ever use that. We were that. talking earlier. It's that crazy. Like, I don't actually ever go into the vault in the game. I only because ever use the app to sort it. Because you can't even sort it by like power type, yeah. right? Um, I don't think so. No, a default might, but the, the point is it's useless. It's, yeah. And what they added, because Joey's like, well, I use the app. It's way easier. They actually added an app icon. This is their solution is that an app icon, their app is definitely more useful. And then it's called D destiny item manager. Everybody who plays destiny uses dim as it's Oh, called. I didn't know that dim is where it's at and they are partnered with them. And so that's, it's oh, amazing. Shit. Um, those guys basically are like a third party service and, uh, in any event, it gets kind of crazy on the MMO side of all the stuff you can do. And that's why people love Destiny. It, it, it's less about the campaign. So I think that's where when people say, again, should I come back? Is now the time? I'm like, if you want to play the MMO or at least get into like having some gear and like kind of, you know, because even Joey was talking about the gear she liked. She wasn't talking about the perks necessarily, and but she did have gear she liked, and you need to at least be at that yeah. level. I, and I think we've been like uh, super negative on the game so far. I don't want people to I, think that I'm not having fun with it because I think at its core, it's still, like you mentioned earlier, Janet, five to seven hours of what I think is a fun campaign. I like doing the, the shooty-shoot stuff. You hit the headshot for more damage. The or you shoot the weak point. in this one are really fun enemies are really cool um and they always have been cool and like even though they've kind of stagnated over yeah. <laughs> like this past decade we finally have like kind of newer things to Couple. uh to destroy still a lot of recycled but yeah for a sure lot. i mean it's 90 percent recycled as far as i've seen so far yeah but again that's not to, to andy's point we we're talking about is it accessible should i come back is that's we haven't even talked about if we like it or not is what i would say <laughs> yeah and 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 what yeah. i would what i would say is though like if you're Coming into Destiny, not knowing whether this is going to be something for you. I think at the end of the day, it's a campaign. And all you need to know is that you can pick the item with the higher number. That's going to make you stronger. Yeah. And that's what it can be for a while until you sort of start to understand the language of what this game is. And then you can get into the nitty gritty of stuff where, like, for example, I, I, don't, I don't know how to cook, right? I, I can't cook anything. It's true. Anything at all. <laughs> like you anything. All the time. Anything at all. Or gets box salads. I what are you eating? Uh, I was just order stuff. I just okay. Whatever you know. <laughs> really, really bad, right? Whatever's lying and, out. And if know? and and if if this cooking company was like, well, check this out. This new method 
helps you cut down on like whatever part of the process. I'm like, okay, well, like cutting down on now that you doesn't can help faster if you use our stuff. cutting down on this doesn't make doesn't <laughs> help me out with any of the rest of the experience. It's still really, really convoluted to me and I don't get it and I'm scared of it, you know? And I think that if you're a brand new player to Destiny, once you start to like, for example, I'm playing with Chris Anka last night and he goes, um, yeah, any gear that you get, you can toss it if it's below 60 item or whatever. Yeah, the the um stat total. Like the, there are the there are little things that you don't really know that experienced season players have it's just second nature to them where they go, "Oh, this item doesn't have this and this number I'm looking for. Toss it, get rid of it." And newer players may not necessarily know all that information. Newer players may not know that you can upgrade each piece of gear to then give yourself make those items even stronger like yeah, there's so many menus within menus that are really really convoluted that's and stuff. a good point and i think that if you do are if you are able to hop in and just beat the campaign play the campaign with friends do the shooty shoot stuff pick the items pick guns that you like that feel good and, and yeah, the guns even, are amazing and you may even feel so cool and you may even get to the point where you're like all right well maybe i don't like this gun more but it's still fine enough and its number is higher and it's doing more damage and then you start to kind of get into the destiny rhythm. And I think that's where it can all sort of start for you. And that's where you mm-hmm. can start to see if maybe now's the time to walk away or maybe now's the time to like, all right, I'm, I'm actually into this now. Now let me get, you know, invested in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, for sure. I was going to say, it's a good way to look at it that if you can find a couple of friends to play with, I would highly recommend that. It is a solid game. It is a solid campaign in that respect. couple friends... You don't need to worry about all this other stuff necessarily, but you might be a little confused at times. But I would also go back to Borderlands. Like, if you feel like you've played Borderlands and you understand the basic, like, well, I got this purple gear instead of the blue, and I know that that's better, and you just equip it and you move on. And you definitely can play it that way, I assume, on normal mode. I haven't done that. But usually, that's not a problem. But with friends, I think, is very important here. Yeah. I think if you play it solo and you've never really played or you haven't played in forever, it's going to be kind of frustrating. Wildly. It's going to be frustrating. It's not as fun. There are tons of very, very scary moments on Stream Joe where um, uh, maybe I know the perspective is on my screen, right? The the stream, the chat is watching my stream uh, and my gameplay. And a simple question of, oh, go into that quest log and select this thing. I'm like, ooh, where fucking I'm not seeing where that is. Because it is like this game can be very, very menu dense. Yeah. And that's my biggest worry for for newcomers where it isn't like Borderlands where you just you have your hub world and then you go, All right, next mission, let's go. Like you can't just really do that. You have to like go to a spot and see where it is on the map and like then start the next mission. Yeah. So it isn't the most straightforward in that yeah, that's, sense, unfortunately. Yeah, just finding the next mission can be interesting even. So. Yeah, the map and the waypoints <laughs> are not super strong. I feel like they tell you a general area. Yeah. They've it's, come it's a long always, way. always I have to go up into some vent thing that I never think to look at. It's like, why can't I just use stairs? Yeah, see that? <laughs> why a, are there no stairs? There's a lot of like weird Destiny language that I think the design team, for either they're okay with or they've forgotten. Like People don't know to look for vents, for example. And I learned that, like, whatever, seven years ago. I have, I, last night, I did not see so many vents that we had to go no. through. And literally for me, I'm just like looking for vents because, which is and odd. It's part right? of the Destiny language now. Yeah, but you, you know? shouldn't have to. You're right. Like, it's not totally intuitive. Usually, games, and it has a little bit, but it has like light and color that leads you to these things normally. And 
Uh, not as much, probably. It's still confusing, but it's definitely it's not broken or bad. No. By in, in fact, some, in some ways, it can be exciting when you find this stuff as a new player. Um, and I would actually share one where there's this glass door, and I've been playing again <laughs> Destiny for freaking nine years, and I stood there. We like, waited there forever, dude. I stood there like just like I a went cat looking for events at the window. <laughs> yeah, and I was doing it, and then I think I just did it out of the blue. This is not a spoiler. Um, you shoot it, and they added this dope like explosion yeah. crack effect and i was like what but there's no even like no. sheen on the door that there's makes no you think that it's shootable and you yeah. can't like punch it it's so weird that no, they you can punch it, it in. can you punch it okay okay yeah yeah you back. can you can melee okay. this door but yeah we got but up you to would this, never melee a we door got, in destiny like we got that. up to this door and i'm like uh i think we just waited there for a bit and i was like is this like a load screen or are we waiting it's who, who are we waiting for like i'm looking around yeah. like who isn't here yet that hasn't started this next section and then I think Mike just shot it. I was like, oh, I could have. What? Yeah. That's a cool effect, too. And they've, they've just started to add things in that are even yeah. expected like that. I think some of the stuff that they made changes for for Lightfall, we're not seeing the benefits of in the campaign. Um, like the way yeah. that they address like uh, the different champions and overload and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't even not, know what that is. It's all end game. It's all like bosses and the different types of. Um, you used to need like a specific weapon with overload or barrier or whatever it is to stun them so then they could take damage now it's just inherently part of different weapons but that that is like a that's a seasonal thing that is not in the campaign yeah they all. changed it made it they made this easier basically it's shield types and bullet types yeah so but now you're getting into why people love destiny so much so when you really go and get into it and you have to start thinking about the build so now you're sliding mods it's pretty cool to become more powerful, but also to solve these problems. Like, if you're on a fire team, you have some people taking care of yeah. some things. Who like, has overload, who has barrier. And that's that classic, yeah, like, dungeon runner feel. Everybody has their kind of role. Their role, yeah. yeah. So, and it really is amazing at that. There's That's the thing. There's no other game that is a first-person shooter that is this freaking high-polished across the board. And as confusing as it is, it's really amazing the depth that it has, and that's why, I, I mean, I hear every year um, hardcore folks saying they're going to quit, and they never do. There's okay. something, it's, it's, it has an X factor that's hard to it, let go of once it gets you. Yeah. It's real tough. Yeah, what it sounds like from, you know, what y'all have talked about is that there's still a lot of barriers to entry in terms of wrapping your head around the general, you know, mechanics, the menus, just the way the systems engage with each other compared to, you know, I think in a non-bad way, more simplistic games. But if you're into it, Lightfall will be an overall enjoyable experience for you as a newcomer. But my question for y'all, since you're fairly well-versed in Destiny 2 at this point, is does Lightfall lower or raise your overall opinion on Destiny 2? I think it raises for me. I don't... We were talking about this before the show, and I think it's very unique that none of us really care about story stuff. Like, that's not, like, a driving factor for us playing Destiny. Yeah, For the most fair. part, like, we just like the gameplay. Right. Um, and yeah. I know that we are in I the minority. I appreciate all they've done with the story. <laughs> and I'm attached to some characters, but meaning I don't yeah. play it for the story necessarily. And I think a lot of the disappointment with Lightfall has to do with story stuff. So I'm having a really fun time. I think it's fun. Uh, obviously, I've put in, like, double the amount of hours that I need to for this campaign. Yep. Um, so I think it's really fun. So I think the world is pretty. I like all the changes. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. And sorry, Jen, the question, I just was thinking about the story. The <laughs> does, question. No, 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 it's all good. Does it, it lower or raise your opinion on Destiny 2? And obviously you can do the cop-out answer. It's the same, but, you know, if you want to. Read my you. mind. 
the, you know, I've been playing it for so long that I just know what to expect. And it's not a bad You're just thing. married to it now at this point. You're like, yeah, I don't know who no, this, it's not like it's not this exciting. person becomes. <laughs> no, we still go out on the raid date and it's super hot. Like, <laughs> but like, it, 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 it's, it, I know what's coming. And so the improvements they made are, I haven't experienced them all to be fair. So this is an early impressions, but like, yeah, the campaign is still a bit improved in pacing wise, for example. And it, there's, there's things that are absolutely improved. And again, to what Andy said, we don't want to just say, oh, it, we're negative on it. No, we were just saying it's not as accessible as we wanted it to be. But sure. they've improved so much. And definitely what it does is it shows me that Bungie is still very committed to Destiny 2. People can talk all they want about, well, I don't know, it's... They've given up. You know, there's all these rumors. They've got new IPs and they're, it's over. And like people are always talking trash, but no, like this is a very high budget, high polished title. They did a great job with it, but they just got a lot of work to do to bring in new players. And that was my expectation. And so some people don't have that expectation. Um, the hardcore players, I think, will probably be more in probably talking about the story, like you're saying. And what do they think of the strand builds? And like very different than what I was hoping for for the campaign. But um, in short, it was about what I expected, but I've been around it a long time, and I have a positive opinion of what Destiny 2 is. I mean, it's incredible work that they've done. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm about the same on it, I would say, because I really enjoyed what I played of Witch Queen, and I think, yeah, when, when Fran talks about polish, like, the, the cutscenes are awesome. They're so, high, they're so highly produced. Like, the level of production that goes into... Any sort of cutscene you're seeing, whether it's uh, in-game cutscene or pre-rendered, it's all just so well done. And I think this game, I think Lightfall expansion kind of keeps my opinion uh, similar of it. I, it's still something that I'm digging into. And the fact that I'm still here and wanting to go play it tonight, like I think speaks uh, highly of what the game is. It's a game that has really, um, I don't want to say Creed addictive. Tonight, though. Huh? We have Creed 3 tonight, though. Well, I mean, I could watch it after the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, you go see I, 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 I don't want to. You want to do both? Yeah. I don't want to say addictive hooks in that. Like, I don't want to say that as like a pejorative. Like, I think that the game just has a really good rhythm once you kind of get into what the flow of you know what the language of Destiny is. So yeah, I, I'm loving it so far. I can't wait to finish it and then get raid ready. Do you think you're gonna play the seasonal stuff or no? I think so. I think this is like the most back into destiny that i've been since probably destiny 2 launched yeah, yeah i think so and i think at least now this is the third season i've played probably mm -hmm. but starting a new uh expansion and a new season and being able to like approach it piece by piece instead mm -hmm. of trying to like catch up in the middle or at the end i think means that i'll play it for longer and i won't get like distracted or like drop off midway through because it seems too overwhelming. Yeah, it I always, like it when it's bite -sized. Yeah, dropping in midway can be really daunting because it, it feels like you are... You go to a friend's house and one they're all playing a tabletop game and one says, hey, can you cover for me? I got to leave. I'm leaving for the night. And it's like, well, how am I? How do I hop in right now? Oh, that's a nightmare. I don't even understand what any of the... What yeah. anything is right Have now. Have you lived that? That's such a specific scenario. <laughs> I know. No, I'm just I, like, I thought... Just really I good at analogies. Gonna, <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to go with when you go to the party too late and everyone's already drunk and you're not drunk. Oh, and you're just like, too. whoa, oh, that's people are on another level that, that I too. am not on and I can't even communicate with all I'm of I'm out yeah. later. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I appreciate y'all sharing your Destiny expertise. Uh, I want to shout out two things before we finish this. Go for it. <laughs> um, the Destiny, kind of funny Destiny 2 
PC clan. I think I got those words in the wrong order. Um, but they are a really great place if you are thinking about jumping in and you don't necessarily have people to play with. Uh, their Discord is popping off constantly. There's always people that are looking to like help people learn or shepherd people through different things. Um, so if you're looking for a place to start, that's a really good one. And then I want to shout out Alex O'Neill, who has like shepherded me through all of this. Um, shout out to him at Irrational Passions. They do a podcast called Helm to Tower. If you're into Destiny and you like the nitty gritty stuff or you want someone to like help explain like the twabs and all of the stuff that comes out, that's a really great a place what? to start. This week at Bungie? Yeah, it's Cirque. Come on, Or their weekly vlog. It's a Bungie weekly. How quickly you forget? (laughs) The Twabs. How dare I? That's like Bungie's Vidox, which I have refused to say. It's a video documentary, but... yeah, Y'all could say any acronym now, and I would just have to roll with it at this point. Um, No, that's a great shout-out, though, Joey. I appreciate you highlighting that. I did see uh, the, you know, Trogs over here also talking about, hey, like, I want to get back into it. Add me here. Um, It's awesome that, you know, there's such a strong community for it obviously it is a very specific game there is that steep learning curve but you know and andy or to i think it was andy who brought up with the souls comparison it's so fun when there's also just so much content out there for people that want that content and you know hopefully for all y'all listening this was a little bit of that content kind of getting a look at what this expansion's like what to expect what people are rocking with with it and what people aren't uh before we move on a reminder that you can get the show ad free if you go to patreon.com but you're not on patreon so here's a word from our sponsors shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode remember those new year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to well HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit the newest episode of my video essay series the blessing show is out right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and it's all about black hair in video games black representation is complex compared to alien frogmen i'm sure it's way easier to conceptualize this than a fade Elden Ring is the highest selling new IP in years. And I guarantee you From Software and Bandai Namco understands that their audience extends internationally. When given the option to create a black character, I'd like to create a version of myself that doesn't look like a Lil Nas X thing lead for Fall Out Boy. For many, I'm sure this seems like a very minuscule and specific thing to complain about. There's plenty of noteworthy areas of improvement the games industry can still make, even in just the area of representation and inclusion. So why is black hair when the harp on? Well, for folks who just listen to me on podcasts and have never seen a kind of funny video before, surprise, I'm black. Check it out over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. All right, let's get into this week in PlayStation. Um, a lot of this is like, you know, as, as classic, KFGD stuff covered you know we have uh i'm gonna start with the state of play recap 
uh, which of course go watch the games cast live react and recap for that if you want like more detailed content on everything that you know people reacted to talked about broke down so we won't spend too much time on this but i did want to highlight it just because one last week's episode was all about our predictions and two you know in case you just want all your playstation stuff cohesive locked in good through line we'll run through it real fast so we saw five new PSVR 2 games, which are coming in 2023. We had The Foglands, which is an atmospheric roguelike adventure where you're discover new paths and uncover old secrets. Green Hell, which is an open world survival simulation game set in extreme conditions of the uncharted Amazon jungles. So it's, you know, you're doing crafting, hunting, fighting, gathering resources, um, all making fortresses, all types of tending wounds. It's like hardcore simulation stuff. There's actually I can't originally that released. In VR. I it, it was it came out in 2019. It's a pretty like it's well known. I don't know how acclaimed it is offhand, but yeah, it's a story it's, about working at Amazon inside of the it, warehouse. <laughs> um, it Green seems hell. pretty scary, if I'm being honest. Like you know, like nothing scarier than like space and nature and the ocean stuff. Mm. It's a little, it's mm. a little involved for me. Um, personally but if you're into that you can get that there there's synapse which i discovered is like the worst name for a game because when you google synapse a bunch of stuff comes up and when you google synapse game a bunch of other stuff also comes it's up. a cool <laughs> fucking word yeah but if you google synapse game vr it'll tell you that it's an action game a shooter with a focus seemingly on telekinesis that was kind of their oh, big highlight they had like that one-to-one if you again if you watch state of play it had like the people ducking and it's like you can duck in vr and that's like <laughs> one of the big things they always Wild. show technology um, duck in a video 500 bucks gave it to me right now <laughs> exactly just you know you duck behind one box you duck behind them all you know um okay during the foundation i'm curious about this with y'all because it the pitch is 80 this is from the playstation blog 80 years following the release of this epic sci-fi book series by arc or archiact is bringing the world of isaac asimov's foundation to life in vr did y'all read the series i feel like i don't mm. know what this is i don't know what it is what? either i know that it's very very popular and i know that there was a i believe a tv show yeah, is this based on like the apple plus uh yeah. well oh, it, it's yeah. isaac asimov's foundation or whatever so actually what's interesting i didn't know anything about the book and all but um i, I watched the show no i mean i knew it was book when i watched yeah. the show but I, I haven't read anything before so it's definitely a well-known and very cool yeah world um what's funny is i watched data play and i totally didn't catch that um yeah, yeah when we were watching that we a lot of people popped off in chat knowing that it's obviously a very well-known ip and a very highly respected book and to us it just i mean i guess to me it just looked like another vr game yeah <laughs> well it was no go ahead joey what's oh, up? i was like literally the only thing i know about foundation is that lee pace is in it that's a good series by <laughs> the way Apple, Apple i saw like because they like pitched it kind of in a weird order too when they like unveiled it because it's always that like oh it's a little mysterious yeah. but i'm like i don't know what this is so you can't be that mysterious okay um and it was that thing where i was watching it you know just kind of offline on my own and they're like oh from the famous book series and like and they kind of tossed out so many names that i'm like which one of these names is the book series <laughs> um never did i feel more not well read than during the state of play i wasn't expecting this to be such a read i'm like oh this 80 year old iconic franchise anyway if you know it again probably does connect with you if you were one of the people popping off in the chat um unfortunately that is not me but still down to you know see what's about and, and how they kind of translate and adapt uh, we also had Before Your Eyes, uh, which came out la two years ago uh, in 2021. It is an emotional first-person narrative adventure where you control the story all through blinking. Um, again, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I'm like number one Horizon fan, number one Before Your Eyes stan. Like, this is the back <laughs> of my baseball card. 
Are y'all familiar with this game? Have you like heard of it? Have you played it before? It- I've heard of it and it looks really interesting. I'm glad that it's available not on VR because I don't yes. think I can play it otherwise. Um, yeah, so no, I want to totally check it fair. out. Yeah, it's actually it's on a lot of stuff again. PlayStation podcast, so great that's on PlayStation, but it's also on like the Netflix game oh. app section. Oh. So you can play it like on your phone or on your iPad, um, and then you can also play it on PC. So like I was so hyped when it came to like phone and iPad because not everyone has like a webcam setup where they want to like because again it's all controlled through like the blinking aspect and there's a way to like change it if you can't do that for whatever reason like from an accessibility standpoint but the design is very much with that blinking in mind and it's such a good chill super emotional story like it was one of my favorites from that year so um i'm glad this is coming out in vr because one i think it's perfect for the eye tracking and two i think it'll just be exciting to have more people play it um and you know like pun intended get their eyes on before your eyes it's an awesome story <laughs> it's like really short too so you know check it out if uh if you can make the time for it uh then we the, have humanity the, the most amount of time you i can be in vr probably is for the length of whatever this game is <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly um well it'll it'll get you right there it'll walk you right up to the line <laughs> but yeah but, Start vomiting but right genuinely too i think it's such a good and i know everyone plays vr differently like you know when we did the review bless was like oh i'm always like sitting down and i'm like that's so like outside of like if you need to sit down Uh, there's games where if you can stand i feel like they're more comfortable standing because i'm like well i would be standing if i was in the game so i want to stand like that's how i play vr but when i'm sitting canonically in the game i'm also sitting like when i play the kayak game i'm like i'm gonna sit because i'd be sitting in the kayak splash water on me exactly you know i I, I, kind of want to go next level and do like the the shitty 4d like turn the fan on and just really like kind of feel the arctic breeze i actually um, i actually hear that's what helps with motion sickness like people say if they blow if you like put a fan on you that it it kind of fakes your body into thinking that's real movement and inertia Ah. and that kind of helps with that i don't know if that's true or not but man your brain is so confused if you haven't trained yourself i you know dude i get i get like car sick just in the back seat if i'm looking at my phone (laughs) like so i'm like really bad with vr unfortunately yeah i I get nauseous in cars sometimes too and like for me with vr i have a pretty good like vrc legs except for when, when I'm not using teleport, which is so funny because for the longest yep. I'm like, I hate teleport. It's so like unimmersive and ugly. And then they started letting me walk in Horizon and I'm like, oh man, is anyone else <laughs> yeah. ill? <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, definitely I think my ideal is a, is a combo of the two. But what's cool about, um, again, like a game like Before Your Eyes, I think it's, it's super conducive narratively to sitting because in the game, like your character is kind of seated and going through these different scenes. So it's like really comfortable if you just want to like sit on the sofa do the VR thing again, assuming that the port comes out, you know, clean and works well. I think it's going to be a really nice one for that platform. Uh, then we had Humanity from the VR stuff. This is from the creators of Tetris Effect, which already sold me mm-hmm. Res Infinite as well. And the pitch is that you're stranded at the end of the world. People have lost their sense of purpose. You awake as a dog and join the people oh, in a yeah. series of trials, attempting to guide them towards pillars of light. Honestly, if I didn't know that I took this from the PlayStation blog, I would think that I mixed up some of those sentences because <laughs> it's a funky looking trippy puzzle game some people have compared it to like um oh my god i'm blanking on the game name now is it loop loop oh geez i'm trying i can't remember the name of the game that everyone compares it to like it's Mm. a playstation title but i'm blanking on it i'm sure chat will remind me but lemmings oh yeah 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 even though i don't know what that means because i didn't play lemmings but i like this this looks cool and funky like a dog's (laughs) 
running around. Uh, Mary got the bureau pulled up. It's it reminds me of um, they're essentially the... all your Pikmin, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it kind of reminds me of like uh, I forgot what platform this originally came out for, but do y'all know the game Kids? It was like a black and white, like funky mobile. No game it's like a it, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of energy and also a little bit of um oh my god there was this like this weirdo game on playstation now that i played that i was mm. into echo chrome oh yeah oh right i remember echo chrome. it kind of like it, yeah. it it reminds me of some of those aspects and i think it just looks really intriguing so yeah i'm excited for that one that was the one that actually did catch my eye. i don't really have room in my house for vr which is why i'm not That's as fair. probably wasn't paying as much attention but this one actually really stood out and actually i totally missed that it was uh you know from the res and tetris effects mm -hmm. folks which are supremely talented so yeah. this was probably really the one to watch out for out of all of them i think yeah based on knowing that yeah i would agree with that too especially too because you know Again, the kind of current story of PSVR 2 is like, oh, we can play all these games on other places, which, again, I think the ideal is a combo of the two. So for, like, humanity, even if you can maybe play that on other things, like, now that we're like, okay, we're going to be in it now on, like, what's new, what's hot, what's coming out. And, yeah, I'd have to watch the footage again, but in the few times that I've played VR, the stuff that I've actually really liked is when you're kind of the camera looking down on stuff. Um, yeah. There was that one platformer, Lucky's, whatever. Um, Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah, and, and that was one of the first platforms I played on. And I was like, this is actually a really cool use of it because I'm not like... Even in like Moss. Yeah. yeah, and it's a lot yeah. nicer on your brain too, but I assume this game's a lot like that. Um, and it looked like it had like community building stuff. and but That one looks really neat. Yeah, there's also a demo out for it too. I think oh, it's sweet. still up. I haven't mm. checked how long it goes for it because it's a limited time demo, but I would imagine... You know, if anyone in chat knows if that has a, a date, an expiration date on the demo. Um, yeah, I know a couple people have played it. They said, you know, it seems interesting, little puzzle box things. Um, there's like a level creator in there too. So yeah, yeah, it should be a fun one when it comes out. It's coming out in May, by the way. These are all 2023 release VR titles. Um, other than that, we had uh, Zangief, Lily, and Cami confirmed for Street Fighter VI. Uh, Baller's Gate 3 trailer with an August 31st release date. Uh, more RE4 remix stuff with Mercenaries mode confirmed and like a mention of a demo being on the way, which Resident Evil like loves to do the demo drop. And I love to play their demos because I don't know. It's just fun to get that yeah. little taste. You going to play? But, uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to try out. No, I'm going to try out the Resident Evil Resident. demo, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, where like, are you on your scary journey? Because you, you say that yeah, you, I don't do scary games, but you've like I've seen you like play in Dead Space. You played like one of the other Resident Evil games, right? Like where are you at with this? Okay, so Resident Evil Two Remake was something. Resident Evil Two Remake and Dead Space were both games that I played uh, because of like we hit goals in a charity drive, right? And so Resident Evil Two Remake, uh, it probably the most horrifying thing i've experienced like i just <laughs> i just felt like shit the whole time i didn't want to be there my body feels like i my body feels like a it, you know that feeling you'd get in class when they'd be like all right turn your tests and you'd be like, or turn your essays you'd be like what the fuck essay are we talking about like you get that panic that feeling when you, flash. you get when, a hot yeah, flash i'd get dude my body just is hot the whole time while as i'm playing resident <laughs> evil i hate it dude but you've lived a very traumatic life based on all these examples <laughs> but but dead space remake fucking phenomenal sure it's scary and like it, you know it's there's a, a decent amount of jump scares but i think the the inherent nature of its combat mm. and being a bit more combative as opposed to survivally like you are in resident evil like don't get me wrong in that space you are still getting low on ammo every once in a while but something about the combat and these the strategic tactical nature of i have to be a good aimer on my keyboard mouse and shoot mm. these limbs off and i like that challenge in the same way that 
uh, Bloodborne is fucking horrifying, but the skill of like dodging, parrying, like all that stuff kind of makes me forget a lot of what the scary elements are. Yeah, it's just so focused on them. Yeah, now. and that's how I felt during Dead Space Remake. And Dead Space Remake, goddamn, I'm so glad I played that because that is like going to be in my top 10 of the year. Like Did I had. Village? Uh, I played Village because of another charity okay. thing, actually. <laughs> we, did that on, we did that on the kind of funny... Uh, you're, you're saving lives with these horror games. Yes. With, uh, with kind of funny... Except that, for his. That, that was one where we had uh, Blessing and Mike oh. sit alongside <laughs> me as we played. There was, there was, during the pandemic. <laughs> it was during the pandemic, so we played over Discord. Blessing uh, is equally as scared. <laughs> and Blessing is equally as scared, yeah, as, as I am. Although I feel like he's probably less than me, but... Playing Resident Evil 8 Village was also kind of a fucking nightmare until the end just became Call of Duty and you're just you're right. just shooting werewolves and it's just yeah. a shooting gallery, uh, which kind of became more fun for me. But um, yeah, I'd say Resident Evil 2 Remake made me feel like absolute shit, Janet, and I don't well, ever want to speak about it again. 4 is more action-y. And, so. that's, and I did play a decent amount of 4 back in the day. Like 4 was kind of, one, uh, again, a bit more action-y, but I think with how visually stunning this game looks... They are going to go all out with playing with the darkness because their lighting system is so goddamn good. And I think this game is going to be so much scarier than it was for me on GameCube back in the day. Just uh, make it but really there's bright. But a parry. You get a parry, Janet. Mm. It's interesting oh, because I can't wait to not use it. Yeah. Leon has a fucking parry, dude. Yeah, it parry looks so knife. lit, dude. So, like, if Joey, if guy with a big-ass chainsaw comes at you, you could parry him with a knife. <laughs> I'm <laughs> with, with one Janet. I never... Oh, you don't like parent? Oh, man. I'm just not good at it. I fucking it. love parent. Me and Joey dude. just so step to the side, and yeah. it works just as well, you know? I love parrying, dude. Because, like, I'm not going to land the parry. Like, Joey, is there any game that has parry that you feel like, no, I can parry in this? I'm pretty I, it's much almost the same. like it might as well not exist because I just don't use it. Dude, there is no better feeling. It's so traumatic. There's no better feeling than, like, when you get invaded so in the Souls fans. game. No. You get invaded in the Souls no, game. No, not yet. And somebody's here, like, trying to ruin my life, and they swing, and I go, when I yes. fucking parry him, like get yeah. fucked, you loser. And you know what they need? What I would love from like a game customization, like approachability, accessibility standpoint, I need like parries are us. I need Higher like a baby form. Window. I need really, yeah. I need big windows and I need I need less penalties too. Because usually when you parry in a game, they do this thing where it's like, oh, but if you mess up do the parry, die. now you're like taking like double damage. So I'm like, why would I ever oh. I, I need space to learn it without you know penalty. I think if you play Ghost, you, I don't know if you did Ghost Tsushima and like, I did that's Ghost a Tsushima. lot more forgiving with parrying. Um, it depends on the difficulty level, but it is more forgiving. You're just like, it's a lot of parrying when you get into it versus like that one time, yeah. you know, like Sekiro's like a lot of that and you only have so much stamina yeah, yeah. and but maybe that one. Yeah. I've hit the parry button. I haven't landed <laughs> nearly. If we had those stats, you I don't think they'd believe. be very good. I know you can do it. You just got to believe. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I will be playing the Resident 4 remake demo if they ever drop it. I don't have any plans on fully playing through the game. But I Listen, only. Listen, we have so many charity streams coming yeah. up. <laughs> as, like, as an absolute like digital foundry fan, fanboy who like watches every video, like, I am just so in love with visuals. And having worked in that field for a bit, it's just like it's still heavy in my DNA. And I just love playing games that look amazing. So I don't know if I'll fully play through it, but. I just love seeing stunning visuals running at max settings with all the volumetric fog and lighting happening. Ambient inclusion. Love that volumetric fog. <laughs> Dude, bro. Turn it up to 11. Turn that volumetric up to 11. Oh, Specular lighting. <laughs> Ray tracing. Yeah, or like when I, when I turn the PS5 and it says, do I want like 
frame rate or resolution and I pick one. Yeah. And then I never pick it again. Like, oh, it really hits. It really hits. Janet, I was talking Um, about this the other day. I think, I think maybe on XCast, I forget when, but somebody was like, I was making fun of PlayStation or Xbox. I was making some fun of whatever console. Um, I make fun of everything, right? Even when I'm playing PC, I was like, PC gaming fucking sucks, dude. Um, but somebody replied to me on Twitter. I was like, well, you know what? At least I don't have, I'm not like you and has to waste all their time in menus. I'm like, bro, I love that. Yeah. Like, I love being in my visual I mean, settings. That's, li- that's, that's why Andy I was up the with ultimate me. menu game. <laughs> I love tweaking, like, that's what? Fun. I love tweaking the light shafts you and hear all that? that stuff. I love it, bro. I get so much crap for it, man. <laughs> no, I'm the first dude, person I've heard say, like, I love it. I am, like, <laughs> I am my father's son. Like, any, the funniest <laughs> thing is, like, and my friends have noticed it whenever, like, my friends will come over to watch a, a movie at my parents' place. And the first, uh, for the first 15 minutes, Fran, it's my dad in the video settings oh, and in the sound setting. Gotta, and I'm the exact same way, dude. You gotta check for way. that Dolby Atmos audio yeah. setting like, for what, headphones. What's going on? I'm, I'm not getting back channel. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> by the way, just, I'm not gonna go off on a tangent here, but like the pairing thing, if you didn't know you um, about your TVs, if you're playing on TV uh, in particular, there's delay. Um, you may not be as bad at pairing as you think double check your game mode like you would be surprised at the number of people that i've you know they're like reviewing games around ign actually i'm like uh did you double check your tv because they're like getting really upset and then we check it and it's like oh dang like they'll even have trouble aiming in games and not realize so double check your tv settings you might be surprised see but then like do I want to know that answer? Though? <laughs> you, might be, you might just be a guy. Sometimes the truth is worse <laughs> than the delusion. Right now, me and Joey can just be like, must be the TV settings. It's like, oh, yep. you can change. Don't worry about it. We can't find the right yeah. I don't fine. even play on my Try TV. It. I play on my computer, but I'm blaming my TV settings. And it's exactly. a monitor. All right. You We're one remote shift away from being like pro gamers over here. <laughs> you are. That's what I'm saying. Uh, other stuff we had a Destiny 2 Lightfall trailer, of course. Uh, new look cool at Wayfinder, job. an upcoming action RPG. Ner- Greg's favorite, Naruto Times or X Baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. You get the multiplier trailer. Yeah. Yeah. How many times? Uh, did more math. Laughed <laughs> uncontrollably reading that. At Naruto Baruto. I, <laughs> I think of when I, whenever Naruto Baruto comes out, I cannot help but think of Greg Miller, and it's like burned in my brain. Burrito Burrito. <laughs> I'm only um, laughing because I'm picturing Greg easy. how he would react to that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we also had, you know, for, again, our, our predictions. Goodbye, Volcano High. Finally. Called it. it was there. PS5, PS4, June 15th has a date. It was, like, announced like, Is a that based years ago. on a previous franchise or anything? I don't think so, no. Okay. It's just I, new, new IP. Forever. I think the funniest thing about these two games that we're mentioning right now in the following game, Goodbye, Volcano High and Chia... Mm-hmm. Are two games I could have I could have sworn they came out Gia. like in 2020. <laughs> like I just I feel like we've heard about these games forever, and I just thought these games were out already. So when we were seeing them, I was like, "Oh, it's I guess it's finally coming to PlayStation." I guess like no, it's finally coming out. Period. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Good Bible Kano has like pretty that one we have seen for like a really long time. Yeah. Kind of this like, like story driven, music based. Yeah, I think it was supposed to come out like around when the PS5 came out, and then. It just didn't. So I'm definitely going to play this. I am worried because I have been burned before. Uh, this is like a me and Greg game where we'll come back and we're going to be like, this is great. Or like, did you not like this, but finish it anyway? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know which one it's going to be, but I'm I'm in either way. I uh, hope it's good. I want to play. Me too. I, I, I'm, 
I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Uh, we also had Chia, uh, which I had called out. Again, these are the only things we really got right. I guess Resident Evil, we probably mentioned that at some point. But Chia uh, launching on PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Tiers for March 21st, which is like an awesome get. Again, where we're talking about trying to get those, especially those... Uh, heavily playstation associated indie games um kind of getting those as part of those collections <laughs> is a huge is win. okay so okay let me talk let me walk into this game trailer. let me walk into this game this is the trailer okay so okay, i remember this chia one. is a zelda like game you know just to be a little bit like uh what's the word reductive just yeah. for mm-hmm. sake of understanding it so it, it has like the zelda like mechanics and like you know having like a glider physics, you're physics kind of space kind of yes. of the wild stuff yeah, like, and, you know, it's about exploration and adventure, and you're, like, a little kid, and you're this little girl around the area, and you have, like, a raft. What I really love about this game, and one of its main mechanical sticks, uh, as we've seen this a couple times on PlayStation events, is that you have, and I forget the name of the ability, but you basically have this uh, soul jump, I think is what it's called, where you can soul jump into pretty much any object or animal on the island. So you can become, like you know, boat. a pig. You can become, I don't think you can become the no, boat, okay. but you're not that far off. Because you can be like a freaking, you know, rock or a boulder. And that's why like you saw in the beginning, you know, if you're watching the video version, you see this girl like jankily tumble down. It's like, what's going on here? It's because it has like a really controlled, but kind of slapstick physics aspect to like a lot of the animations where i can literally like one of the first things i did because i previewed this game like a month or so ago yeah it's all like um, ragdoll type shit yeah exactly so like one of the first things i did and i like loved the setup of like just yeah the soul jump is i became so you're a tire here i became a piece of meat (laughs) and i just started flying across the island and it was awesome um and i do think the platforming works quite well like it's tight enough that it feels comfortable and good there's also like a bunch of surprisingly deep and detailed mechanics in it like i think the team was just really thoughtful so yeah, you're just a, ba- a bear flying down the thing okay that um, was rad yeah and it's super it's super fun to do it's super easy like i think you can get this upgrades so to like make funny. the time last longer like it's goofy and fun and like the adventure was really enjoyable so far from again like i've had like i don't know an hour or two hours <laughs> previewing and it's yes, cool because they use um they use it for like puzzles too so it might be like Oh, you like one thing is like you have to like get an egg, so you can like soul jump into a chicken and then lay an egg, oh, and you can um, like be a cow and like whoa. poop, Nick's or you can be a bird and, and like shit everywhere for two hours. I feel like it is honestly you becoming animals and like <laughs> shitting somewhere is a very common like ability in this game, maybe a little too common, um, but it's just super fun. Like getting around like the island, it's like easy. You can just jump and then soul jump, and it snaps together like really seamlessly. Um, from what I've played so far, again, just a preview build, huh. but that got me really uh, excited for what's to come and i'm hyped that this is coming out before um tears of the kingdom because since it is a zelda like game i do think having those two close might eat its lunch so i'm really happy about the window i'm happy about the ps plus thing so hopefully this like hits when the full build comes out but i think it's a really fun one and definitely one that i recommend people keep an eye out for and then of course suicide squad gameplay was shown um does this make y'all more or less excited for suicide squad i may be the only one more excited for it I think okay. I have a negative yeah. amount of experience. And like, right. and like, don't you know? Don't take my word as as. I didn't know you were more excited for it. Um, like I because I never played the the Arkham games, so uh, like I just don't. You, really... weren't, you weren't looking with expectation. You were just correct. I'm right. curious about Susan. So like, you know, uh, I was. We mentioned on that games cast that it has to be a bummer for people like Barrett and hardcore Arkham fans. Of like, I can imagine how I'd feel. If there's all these rumors of, like, the two studios that are known for making Batman games, if, like, hey, there's a lot of rumors about a new Mass Effect game being made. Obviously, let's pretend Mass Effect 4 doesn't exist right now. 
There's a lot of new rooms for Mass Effect. You're like, holy shit, we're getting a new Mass Effect. And it came out, and like, if Mass, if it was like a shared world shooter, I'd be like, fuck, this isn't what I want, dude. Like, mm. how like, this like, sucks. Anthem. Why, why are they doing this? So like, I understand why people aren't happy with it. I, I, however, have said the word shooty shoot about twelve times on this podcast, and I and I love doing that, and I love shooting the weak point, and I think the the action looks fun, and like, <laughs> if you were, if you took the IP out of it. And if this were a video from a developer that was, it was all gray boxed and like there was no finished. And it's like, here's this thing I'm working on. And I see this dude flying around and fucking shooting grenades in midair and flying and grappling and all this shit. It's like, this looks really cool and inventive and fun. It's not what people want out of a Batman game or a Batman, Batman like game in the Arkham universe. Mm -hmm. um, but I am kind of, going to be devil's advocate on this say like i'm going to give this a shot i'm going to play the story and i'm going to probably have fun with it yeah yeah i mean look that's the right attitude i totally understand and respect why people would be disappointed totally. by the way we've heard rumors of this for a while so yeah. you shouldn't have been that surprised that being said um i was surprised that it was more shooter focused even um than you know more i assumed to be more melee focused right but uh what i would say is it's important to play a game and take those impressions without all of those expectations. I mean, if you're a, uh, I mean, if you're a gamer, you can do whatever you want. But I mean, right. in our industry, I think it's super right. important to not dismiss a game because you've never played it. You watched, by the way, the best clips that they put together. It could actually be terrible, actually, right? Yeah, sure. Just to play that side of it, but it could also be amazing once you get your hands on it. But but I don't How blame do I people. Feel? I don't blame yeah. people for wanting a mainline Arkham no. game and being disappointed and saying, "No, I'm skipping this." I know. Totally oh, dude, I thought Greg uh, Ryan McCaffrey had some takes on that. Like, why did you do this? We right. just wanted these hero takes, and oh, it's also Justice League. But why did you give us the, the villains? And a lot to be said about and that. And then you see that again. battle pass up top. You're like, I'm yes. no. And don't by the do way, this. I'm tired of grinding in games, and I would you know complain to him blue in the face about all that. That being said, really important. We play it. We see it online. Uh, right, because Marvel's Avengers went through this exact thing. Like, I mean, one, people were just disappointed with what it was trying to be Destiny-like. But then it actually wasn't that great from campaign to online. So who knows? Um, that being said, my reaction to the footage, uh, I was like, oh, I like, yeah, what they're going for. I'm like, there's not a lot of games that look that fluid um, with these four different classes in an environment like that. It's fast. It's a lot of shooty-shoot. Yeah, but I'm interested. That being said... I don't know how much I would like that without playing it. Um, and I totally understand. Some people are like, it's just not for me. Yeah, but, totally understand. But um, Combining the, I, tra the traversal with with the shooting mechanics is just something that I love in third-person or first-person shooters. Like, if you have me flying high above enemies, shooting down, um, it, I brought it up on the stream, Fran, but another game that uh, died very early, uh, reminds me a lot of, like, Anthem gameplay, being in midair, yeah. yes, yes. throwing, uh, there's a couple shots of King Shark throwing what seems to be, like, a grenade that envelops a, kind of a big AoE attack. It reminds me of, like, Anthem, where, like, you throw out a grenade and whatever's in that big AoE takes more damage, and I'm just a fan of, of kind of stacking damage and stacking abilities like especially when something does look this crackdown ish you know like yeah. this looks like crackdown and and anthem to me and i'm totally yeah. down to just shoot shit and play through a hopefully like 10 to 15 hour story and then be done with it because i see battle pass i'm like i have zero interest in continuing this gameplay yeah and that's what i hope i do hope at least the core 
Maybe you can get together with your friends. I think it's going to be important in this one. Or you can just match make maybe easily. Um, I, th- I think it's got potential on that front, but uh, I understand why there's so much skepticism. Even as I say it out loud, I'm like, oof, this could be a mess. But man, Rocksteady's so good. So I want to get my hands on it before I'm too quick to judge. And thankfully, I like, you know, I do like games like this. And like Anthem, as you know, I. I talked about its many redeeming qualities, even if it didn't hit the mark. Yeah. I was bummed they canceled it, but man, the f- flowing around on those javelins so was so badass. much fun. Yeah. And I think that's a great parallel to this. Like, what if it just feels amazing at the core? So now the question is, now what? You know, can you upgrade that? Have we? What have we even seen with the bosses? We'll see. But um, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I would just say, as gamers, let's not be as quick to dismiss it without actually playing a demo. You know. <laughs> I'm yeah, tired I'm still of the gonna negativity. play it, um, just because again for the content, man. It's always for the content. Like, are you getting, you know? Like, so I yeah. gotta at least check it out just to see, you know, what what's here. Yeah. Uh, will this be a tight a Rocksteady like gem? Will it not quite land? Does it have just a different? Again, I don't have the Rocksteady baggage either of like having expectation or like anything built up. So I'm just looking at this as superhero games are hard. Is this gonna be? you know a good one or is it going to be a little bit of a flop uh i don't know but we're going to find out as it comes out i feel like you know to y'all's point i wasn't like surprised by the gameplay i saw it felt very akin to the stuff they were showing just in a little bit more detail with um longer set pieces which is at least nice to get more of a feel of what's going on outside of having those like small zoom ins and then like a developer's like here we use this to do this you know i think just having it on its own a little bit uncontextualized helped get a a better sense of what we might be expecting from it so you know we'll see i don't know if there'll be any you know previews or any additional content on the lead up before the release but uh something to look at for when it comes out down the line yeah uh these next two i want to just kind of combine for sake of time and also just because you know they're, it's essentially just DLC, but we got two DLC drops that are pretty relevant. Uh, again, go on in depth on, on KFGD. We got Elden Ring DLC, Woo! Shadow of yeah. <laughs> Erd Tree. This is like a bad episode for names for me. Is you it nailed Erd it. Tree? Yeah, you nailed it. And it's okay. the same logo as Shadow of Mordor, pretty much. I love how Andy's <laughs> yeah. in the replies on this tweet that Barrett also pulled up. It says, Rise, Tarnish, and let's walk a new path Rise together. An upcoming tarnish. expansion for Elden Ring, Shadow of Erd Tree is currently in development. We hope you look forward to new adventures in the lands between. And then again, I just want to combine these two. We also had Sifu Arena's expansion. Uh, and we got Sifu's new arenas mode where you can test your skills against the clock and waves of bad guys will be coming to the hit melee combat brawler on March 28th on all platforms because it is getting a multi-platform release. So um, I just kind of want to ask y'all, you know, with your history or maybe like thereof with these games, are either of these DLCs speaking to you? Do you plan to come back for either <laughs> of these? I mean, absolutely. Elden Ring, yeah. without a doubt. But Probably the least, but probably not Sifu. I'm I rarely hop into DLCs of games where they say, Hey, we added uh, here comes DLC, it's like a time trial or it's like a challenge type room thing. I rarely will hop back into even if it's a game that I am super in love with, like Sifu. I don't think I'll be hopping back into Sifu to like do a challenge type room unless we like stream it or whatever. Like, we had a lot of fun with that Sifu race that one time, but. I, I'm usually not super yeah. interested in like so if you they, didn't do the like the uh, arena thing when no. that was added to um, Elden Ring. No, no, not even that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for something like Sifu, it would have to be a story based thing. Hey, we're dropping four more hours of story content. Go play it. Or obviously, it, now it's weirder with Sifu because you know? it's it's weirder with Sifu because it's like a roguelite almost, you know. But yeah, I would need like more story and levels and stuff as opposed to. 
these sort of time trial tra challenge yeah. things, you know? Just like the weight of that. Uh, I mean, it's a good question, but like the weight of comparison, like Elden Ring is just like a massive, incredible experience. And like, they're making us wait uh, a couple years. It, I'm going to guess, by the way, next year, maybe we'll get it, right? I, th I, I think, think next it's more year, in that line. Likely, yeah. It was a one year anniversary confirmation. We know that it's been out there. Um, but yeah, like that's sort of a, yeah, I'm going to be all over a, hopefully a big new expansion for that. Um, I didn't get into to seafood, but I agree with Andy's sentiment on it, which is like, yeah, it's like a nice update for fans, yeah. but um, it's not going to carry the weight of something like that. And, and FromSoft's DLCs are always like, whenever you ask FromSoft fans yeah. what your favorite parts of the games are, a lot of it them are usually what's in the DLC because oh, the boss fights are just so great. Like, I never beat the Bloodborne DLC because in order to get back into it, I'd have to play through it all again with the way Bloodborne get, or the way FromSoft games work, you normally need to do the DLC before you beat it. That way it's yeah. not part of New Game Plus and way harder. And I wasn't ready for that challenge. Uh, so I never played the Bloodborne DLC because I'm like, well, I'll wait for the 60 frame patch. Uh, and that was about five years ago. Um, yep. But now... Still waiting. Still waiting. Uh, still waiting. Yeah, still <laughs> waiting. Uh, but when Bluepoint has that remake, you know, I'm excited for I that. Drop in uh, about a year from now. Actually, so confirm that here right now. Don't <laughs> say that. Kids will believe you. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I know a lot of people like our, like our friends Tam and everybody who are waiting for these big DLC jobs. When From Software drops a DLC patch, it is never disappointing. And I played through the DLC of Dark Souls 1, and that was absolutely incredible. I'm about to do the DLC for Dark Souls 3 right now, and I know I'm in for like a lot of memorable moments and huge, awesome boss fights. What about you, Joey? Are you a DLC person in general, or are you kind of just like, the credits roll, I roll? The credits roll and I roll for the most <laughs> Unless part. Unless it's Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like a big <laughs> update thing, but these are also very much like not my kinds of games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm pretty similar. Like, obviously, these also don't, these games don't really speak to me either. I uh, still haven't beaten Sifu, but still haven't installed, so... Ah, you never know. Still hope. have Elden Ring installed too, because I did the delay, and I think it's my third time installing it, and it's just toxic at this point. But it's fine. Um, you don't you have know, to parry in it. You, can, you, you know what it's like. It. It's like it's like you know it's four p.m. on like a Saturday afternoon. And you're like, what if I could be the person I want to be? You know? and then, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, moments. should I go to the gym? Yeah, I'm gonna for go to the Janet, gym. It's like, should play I play yeah. Elden Ring? <laughs> I'm like, maybe after. I can. I'm like, I, I know that when you you know take off all the armor and you're like lighter and you can roll around. Yeah. I'm like, I know I know some of this stuff. Anyway. Yeah. raise my iq app and then clear all my emails yeah. we're all in the same exactly way. like what you know what's stopping me not just besides myself um but Take yeah like for me it's pretty rare for dipping into dlc obviously the other ring dlc is going to be like huge and yeah sifu is more of a to me you know we kind of talked about this on kfgd when we covered it but it's good because it's well timed with like the multi-platform release like i think this dlc will probably speak to people who are mm -hmm. jumping in for the first time on their platform of choice who are like oh well now let me check out this extra content obviously i'm sure there'll be some hardcore players that'll go back but i think it's really a way to get more eyes on the fact that hey we do have this multi-platform release and we're doing additional stuff for that uh closing it out with playstation plus games for march uh we got battlefield 2042 which is an fps minecraft dungeons an action adventure dungeon crawler code vein an action rpg where you can play with either an AI partner 
or a friend via multiplayer and all those are available for march on march 7th till uh, april 3rd are these titles exciting to any of y'all like have you played any of yeah. these titles i love Co- minecraft dungeons and those code- are all nice. solid and code vein is like a like apparently a very solid souls like and it's super it anime like with awesome art style and you stuff can like that. You make really cool hair in your character oh, creator. Oh, lovely. So Love just that. at the very least, you could dive in and try that. Yeah. If you're yeah. looking for something to get you through to Diablo, because that's kind of, once <laughs> I, I finish too. Destiny, I like that's summer. kind of where I'm going to be. Minecraft Dungeons, really fun. I don't give a fuck about Minecraft. It is a fun you never finished Destiny, Joe. You know that. I though. know. But like, I'm going to want something else once I sure. just get wrapped up in seasonal. Really fun. Really good intro if you're like, excited about the idea of diablo you've never played a dungeon crawler this is a great it's sol- it's a really solid co-op game yeah yeah i agree with that i, I dabbled a little bit on you know on game pass at, around when it came out and uh, i really enjoyed it i feel like it's fun and to your point joey like i i have played a bit of minecraft like the bit the regular traditional game but i didn't fully like learn all the bits and pieces of it and i feel like this totally works on its own it really yes. just has that aesthetic and yeah. just has like a very simple you're going around you shoot some things um you know chats like Should my youngest loves dungeons it's it's definitely a good like i know family game gets a lot of flack but yeah. this is an actual wow. family game <laughs> that yes. you can this is what it actually should mean <laughs> multiplayer approachable uh mm-hmm. what have you but yeah i really enjoyed this and i'm excited that's coming to playstation because maybe then i'll actually see it through because I, I only dabbled here and there um it's really easy too to like drop in on someone else's mm-hmm. game and like play like on couch co-op and all that so another good family uh, game I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get my parents into destiny too <laughs> <laughs> it's like look if it's under 60 just drop whatever you have. Yeah. um speaking of the drop let's talk about the drop this week we got destiny 2 lifefall which came out on the 28th scars above which came out on the 28th um leap which came out yesterday on the first ruin king a league of legends story uh dropping on the second and wolong fallen dynasty Ooh. is definitely the headliner of the week uh dropping if you're listening this second as we record on the third, which is Friday. Uh, reviews already up. I think we did a review roundup on KFGD if you want to see more of the overall opinion, but that kind of Souls-esque title, essentially. Um, I'm going to try it out, and we're going to see how it goes because I love making the same Ooh. mistake over and over again with different IP in the same genre that I can barely get through except for Demon Souls. That's the only one I did. Janet, maybe skip this one, Janet. I, I beat it, <laughs> uh, and this game is like... You oh my have God. to parry. You what have if I to told parry. you, Andy, I already planned to shoot for four hours on Friday. Oh my Come through God. Twitch.tv slash Game oh my We're going to learn together, you know? Let me struggle so you don't have to. Or guide me through whatever. Yeah. But why not? This is the why parry not? game, for sure. Like, I'm, it's not, a tough... I'm not above an install and an instant delete. I've yeah. done it. I've done it a couple times. So I, I finally beat it yesterday after we reviewed it. Because uh, I was like at right near the final boss. And I couldn't beat it in time. And we did the review, and then I beat the final boss afterwards and uh, completed it with maybe about 32 hours on the clock, uh, total uh, playtime. It is, it, you know, not super difficult in a lot of spots, but there are some wild difficulty, <laughs> like some crazy difficulty spikes that were kind of like upsetting, where I was talking to Mike and Blessing on the review yesterday, I was like, did, did a programmer like fucking leave an extra number in some sort of like <laughs> like is there an extra digit that's not supposed to be here because why is this it's so hard right now and then it got extremely like a lot easier afterwards um but then it spikes again once again so yeah i i had a good time with wolong i think we all gave it like a three out of five but we we're really close to a four it's like really really awesome combat but not a whole lot of awesome everything else um mm. because uh yeah team ninja very very good at combat but when it comes to uh 
I wasn't super into the story. I think a lot of the yeah. English voice acting wasn't great, so maybe opt for the Japanese voice acting. Um, even though it's a game set in China, but all the voice actors are, it's either English or Japanese, I believe, are the two audio options. Mm. Um, so maybe do that because the English voice acting wasn't great. Um, and it's kind of an ugly game sometimes. You know, it's um, you get these close-ups of these really awesome models, and Team Ninja does such a great job with, like, getting characters' faces looking good, and their eye rendering is phenomenal. But it really feels like these really high polygon models and really high textures in an engine that just can't quite make them look as nice as they need to be. Where if you have sun shining on you and you have cast shadows everywhere, mm-hmm. looks great. Otherwise, like if you're in a room without direct lighting, yeah. it just looks flat and kind of odd and not great a lot of the time. So it I would runs say, fast, right? Huh? It runs real fast, like 60 yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, I played on on Xbox because, um, as I mentioned this on the Xcast yesterday, installed it on PC. Shocker, bad PC port, uh, pretty unoptimized. Just like maxing out all my shit. It's like this game doesn't look good enough for it to be maxing out all my shit. Right. Blessing apparently had a, a much smoother time on PlayStation. So happy for you all that are going to experience a bit of a smoother time on PlayStation because even on Xbox there were some surprising frame drops here and there. Not too bad, but the load times pretty bad on xbox and i'm also just pandering to the playstation audience because xbox sucks right y'all come on dude (laughs) wow playstation better uh i think on yesterday's xcast i was probably like playstation sucks bro yeah i I was like you were just (laughs) playing the audios for whatever whatever you're on you never lose you never lose exactly dude i think janet you should should play elden ring instead that's 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 my vote (laughs) <laughs> if you're gonna well, spend four hours in that type of game just make it elden ring you'll be so right, much there'll, happier. Be, there'll, there'll be some break I, I played elden ring for like two or four hours when it came out because okay. this is what i do every friday but uh we're gonna find <laughs> yeah. out what's up with it this is how i spend my friday evening uh it's not for everyone but it is for me uh andy i know you're also playing you know get into what we're playing this week you mentioned you beat uh wolong but you're also playing through dark souls 3 how's that going uh really really great um playing that on my personal stream too so TV- oh no you know what go to bonermonger.com you can go to bonermonger.com and check out my stream. Yeah, the, the URL still works. Greg still pays for it somehow. Um, and yeah, I've been having a great time with it. Um, I think that it is, at the end of the day, it'll probably land above Demon Souls on my overall Soulsborne list because Dark Souls 2 would be the only uh, Souls game I haven't played. Um, I'm loving it so far. Like I think all these games are like 9s to 10s out of 10s. They, they are just so impressive. Um, and they are always throwing new surprises at you. And again, like just the best level design you done ever did see. Like, god damn. Yeah, I thought Dark team. I thought Dark Souls one no, <clears throat> no, but I just mean like uh level pathing and, and how to get through these places because I thought Dark Souls one was amazing, and I still think it is a, probably a little bit better than Dark Souls Three's um level design. Um, but goddamn <laughs> the incognito there is nothing pulled up. <laughs> There is nothing cooler than like starting off at a bonfire. There it is. It still works. It works. Wow. The re- it still is works. a redirect. <laughs> yeah, bonermonger.com still works. Um, there is nothing more impressive than starting off at a bonfire and suffering your way through a scary dungeon and you're terrified and it feels like you're going on this crazy, scary adventure. And then you open a door and you're back at that same bonfire that you just were at an hour and a half ago. And you just go, God damn, these people yeah. are fucking geniuses. Yeah. Like it's just always <laughs> impressive whenever you hit that shortcut moment or you suddenly go, Oh my god, I'm back here. God damn. And it's it's just always really impressive. 
Um, yeah, Dark Souls 3, try it off if you haven't. Brand new game. <laughs> Give it I a actually, shot. <laughs> I haven't done yet, Andy. I'm waiting. I've been waiting. Really? I've w- been waiting for Bloodborne at 62. I know that's a crime, <laughs> but I'm not kidding. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Intention- I'm like, screw it. I'm not playing this till it's time. 60. Yeah, but it's going to be time. awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get there at some point. Yeah. Well, if you keep believing, it, it's going to have to happen. Of course, um, yeah. <laughs> but Joey, what did you pick to play on PlayStation this week besides Lightfall, maybe? Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of Lightfall on PlayStation. Um, but Disney Dreamlight Valley, Ooh. which is, I have three categories of games I play. I'm either playing a shooter, a dungeon crawler, or a life sim. And that's pretty much it these <laughs> days. Uh, but they had their new update with uh, Mirabelle from Encanto and ah. Olaf. So I have a little mini version of the casita in my little instance. Cute. It's real cute. Just mining, fishing, all my favorite chores. Are you are you maining sniper rifle or are you maining like, <laughs> you... uh, shotgun? Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's cool. a lot of close combat. <laughs> um, do the I know the updates come with like the additional characters and realms, and they I think they all have like quest lines to like complete those realms. Like yeah. how have the quests been for these drops? Like I know the base, like when you Back when it like launched, there were like a few quests that were a little bit more grindy like, than others. So yeah. did you like run into any spikes like that? Are you how are you um, enjoying this? And then what do you want for the next update? Like who are you waiting to have come oh, through? Who am I waiting for? Um, the updates there are a lot that like require a lot of like a ridiculous amount of iron that was just like taking forever. I still have to do the last one for Mirabelle, and it's usually the like level ten ones that are kind of tough. But at this point, I've been playing for so long, and I am trying. It's to the point where like I'm trying to grind like the like in destiny their triumphs (laughs) like all of that side stuff that like really truly doesn't matter for anything but i'm just trying to knock them all off so i have so much stuff just in storage that like there would be very few things that they would have to ask me to have that i don't already have on hand how nice are the sound effects whenever you click something because like i was in those destiny triumph menus just clicking stuff and like it's not even you doing anything gameplay wise, Janet. You're just like clicking something to claim it, yeah. and it gives you like a little sound effect. It's like, oh, this sounds so good in my ears. I just want to keep on doing this. Yeah, <laughs> that's like how this game is so good. Flake. Yeah, very very good UI sounds. Um, and then for something that I want next, we have Stitch, but I would like to get Lilo. I love Lilo. Um, and then I want some Aladdin oh, thing going family. on. Mm, yeah, is that your Aladdin. favorite of of Disney IP? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Disney, like, well, I guess I could put anybody in there because they own, like, the world. But, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That would be the thing. Yeah, that, that'd be mine as well for, like, favorites. I haven't, I only, like, played a little bit when it first, like, dropped just because um, I can only pick so many games to live in. And I'm like, I think, if anything, I might want to go back to Animal Crossing one day because that Ooh. island is burning <laughs> no. after I, I bought the DLC and everything. <laughs> like, I bought it straight up and I'm like, this is it. We finally, like, I haven't even got, I haven't even been to Brewster's Cafe. I was out here fucking oh asking gosh. for that cafe. Over, I didn't fucking go in there. The government. No, right. I'm a classic gamer. I demand for something and then I don't play it. I'm the same but way, now though. I, have it. I put 800 hours into Animal Crossing the first year and then I pretty much have played, like, maybe 10 hours since then. Wow. Yeah. So the first year of COVID was something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing was my second full time yeah. job after this yeah. one. Yeah. There was it, there also had an iron grind. I don't know what it is about iron, but uh, <laughs> Fred, what, you iron. Play, what, do you, what do you play on PlayStation this week? Yeah. I was going to say just that I'm, I've mostly been playing destiny, um, but I actually, uh, to be consistent, I brought up for spoken on uh, kind of funny games daily. And I would just point out that despite, all of its many problems I've just been talking about a lot. It has some pretty cool redeeming qualities. And I would just say, if you have the patience to get to the end of that game and keep playing it a bit and exploring, but using like all of the powers, 
the real-time particle system across like all these spells Stunning. is really cool and it's actually very challenging um so anyway uh you know, I guess that's a mini review of it. But Forspoken, I find myself for whatever reason, I hated a bunch of like this, the the story stuff, and it just didn't, hated might be a bit strong. But um, I didn't like a lot of that, and it feels very disjointed. And but mm -hmm. I, for some reason, I'm yeah. finding myself like, you know, I could kind of hop in and just whoosh, whoosh, flip over to this thing because once you have all your powers and stuff, it's kind of fun to Remind skate through the world. Reminds me a lot of the Team Ninja engine where. Whenever there's direct lighting on something, it looks good. <laughs> but when stuff is like in shadow or they're like right. maybe not in the sun and you're not getting like cast lighting, it just that, that's where it's like, how do yeah. these particles look so good in this game? But it this looks the this particles not are good. sick. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you beat first spoken by any chance? No, I I uh, I, I gave up on it. I wasn't really having a good time. It's with probably it. not worth the time. But actually, for real, the end game was was interesting. And honestly, what they did with the parkour and how. The world, by the way, is insanely big. You would never know it playing the story. Yeah. But the magic system, like, for real, I, it, hurt, it melts my brain because I'm, like, trying to cast all these different spells. And But if you get into it, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like a fighter where you memorize all the combos. And, the traversal kicks ass, for sure. Yeah, so both combined, um, it's actually interesting to go back to now and then. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that's one I also bounced off of as well. I can only pick... Sometimes I like to see stuff through just to like see it to the end. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it with this one, even though I have heard that from people that gravitate towards it, where they're like, oh, once you get a little bit further in and you kind of start to engage the systems, so that there's definitely, you know, some fun to be had for sure. But mm -hmm. um, not not one that I want to uh, continue with for me. Uh, I picked Spider-Man Miles Morales because oh. uh, 2020 all over again. Like, let's go. Um, <laughs> I do trophy hunts on my stream. Like after like, you know, hitting certain thresholds. I'm like, okay, let's do a trophy hunt. I just, you know, platinum Astros playroom not that long ago. So I'm like, what's next on the list? I looked through all my games. We end up picking Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I am not nearly as close to platinuming that as I thought I might have been. I'm like, oh, there's got to be like eight trophies left. It's like I have to run the whole city like in oh. a way that I was not expecting. But um, I will say suits. Oh, yeah. Two two things about that game, like jumping in after not having played since like before it launched, like during the review period. One, I don't know a lot of stuff like the kind of the combos <laughs> and like the I kind of forgot a lot of the like, like I remember being able to do things, but not how to do them. Like yeah. even something as simple as like moving up a crane and then pausing it with like the webs. I'm like, I know I can do this, but I don't know what button. So that's going to take some while to get used to. But holy cow, the swinging in that game again, old news, but yeah. it's so stupidly so good. good and intuitive because i could i was pulling off combos like pro gamer level when it's, it's just it's so easy to look good yeah. yeah in that game i'm like i don't even know what's going on but i know these two buttons and you combine them with just like the cityscape and it just looks so gorgeous and effortless um and i really like the little details of you know walking around the street like i was looking for freaking stanley's statue which i definitely used the hint system because i'm like i don't know where the fuck the statue is <laughs> i don't i don't even know how to scan it's r3 by the way uh which i should have known <laughs> it's always r3 it's always r3 um, yeah. D-pad but i'm that. like i'm like out here just trying to like find this spot at and you know it's like holiday time so people are like merry christmas spider-man oh my god it's spider-man and i'm like <laughs> this is adorable like there's something so charming i think about just the world they built and, and how it feels to navigate it so uh been having fun with that we'll probably spend a long time uh i think fully like completing it with the platinum but I think it'll be a fun, like a little refresher on the cusp of Spider-Man 2 to kind of see what are some things this game does that maybe I want to see them um, evolve on for the next entry into the franchise. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that ends up going. This has been PSI Love You XOXO. 
thanks for joining me on this, guys. I, I could not have done this without y'all's countless hours <laughs> of Destiny and Destiny 2 knowledge. Um, it was so cool to hear y'all talk about this and, like, get in your bags and just share your expertise. So, again, thanks again for joining me on this. Of course. Uh, again, PSLVXOXO, this has been uh, your episode where we talk all things PlayStation. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode of PSILOVEXOXO ad-free. You get to watch us record the show live. You can get dozens and dozens of bonus shows, and you can get cool merch when we put it up for the physical tiered items. If you have no bucks to toss our way, use the Epic Creator Code KINDOFUNNY when using the Epic Game Store or playing Epic Games on your PlayStation. Of course, course you can also get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every week no matter where you get ps i love you xoxo please consider liking reviewing rating all that jazz it helps a whole lot and until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you